On last week's episode of Chapo Trap House, our heroes learned that mixing rocketry with romance is a recipe for ruination. Can the Capone boys get to the bottom of this cosmological caper in time to abort Enoch Musk's torpedo of terror? Or will they suffer the slings and arrows of the mad magnate's outrageous fortune? Find out on this week's thrilling conclusion to Musks of Malarapatep. What follows is canon. Professor Hackenbush, you wake up and you're back in the penthouse suites at Tachyon Labs. Oh, thank God for that. You're in Slimes' room. Even better. You see Chadwick and Slimes. They're in bed and they're making love, but their bodies are obscured. I'd like to get a better look at this for uh, research purposes. Frantically, you run around the bed trying to get a better view, but the result is the same. No matter where you stand, you can't see anything but their heads. Mm. This reminds me of growing up. Chadwick sees you, and a pang of fear shoots through your heart. He says, Oh, hey, Mac, your sister say anything about me? Um, nah, I'm, I'm just playing. I don't give a shit about her anymore. The pussy was trash. <laughs> Yo, why do you care so much about Enoch's rocket? You want to huff his rocket, bro? That's pretty dandy, ain't it? Slimes laughs at you. You're <laughs> rapidly losing sanity and the will to live. What do you do? Um, I, maybe I'll try to explain to them uh, that we were we were waylaid um, on on the road back to the hotel. <laughs> it sounds like you palookas should just give up. Also, why you keep trying to explain things? You know shit. Do you learn? That's pretty dandy. Learning is dandy, bro. Well, I, I I assure you, sir, I'm I'm not a catamite. But you know, if I were, I you know wouldn't be interested in uh, in, in you or your you know the woman. Obviously, not the woman, but. You know, not you either. He's making, you know, that same very strange, rickety uh, arm gesture. Chad's bicep grows larger and larger until it consumes your entire field of vision. You feel every pulse of his thick veins hard against your face, and then it all goes black again. Dr. Penny Farthing, yeah. you're back in the cafeteria at Tachyon Labs. Okay. Tables are full with animated scientists and engineers all chattering enthusiastically over big flagons of that white beverage, periodically making that facial expression of surprise and excitement. You're standing over a table of three of them, talking about your show. Oh, good heavens, did you see that Capone speakeasy is doing an interview with Enoch Musk? The three of them go, ah, and make that face. Heavens to Bacon, I love him. I love him so much that I work for him and live in his house. (laughs) That episode is going to be so much this. I bet William Hackenbush is going to drop some epic race science bombs on us. Well, I bet Lieutenant Cumtree is going to introduce another hilarious character like the Bulgarian mailman. Or what if Woodrow Wilson were a revenant? Surely, uh, ah, surely the only thing that won't be epic will be Dr. Penny Farthing, who is categorically the worst member of this radio show. I bet Dr. Penny Farthing will deliver yet another one of his boneheaded tirades about the need for a mass working class movement to replace the genitals of humans with those of livestock. Well, I can't say that I'm not perturbed by this insouciant prattle. 
Uh, my hand, I must admit, uh, strays towards the pommel of my sword cane. I have a strong urge to cut this ragamuffin's head clean off, but I, I, out of decorum and a need to maintain operational security, uh, stifle these feelings, and I guess I just sit here and listen for more actionable intelligence. The door-to-door survey we did about our show revealed that, you know, while 67% of respondents say I'm the most aware of the Slavic problem, <laughs> you're in fact uh, the plurality of listeners' favorite host. So, you know, don't worry about these guys. Don't. It, it's that knowledge that will keep me from just slicing this half-wit in twain. Yeah, don't uh, read the pamphlet that our fans hand out. Matt, the next thing you hear... <laughs> good, dude. The third Talk one... Community. The third one says, uh, perhaps... Dr. Penny Farthing will find himself in another hullabaloo akin to the time he posed for an autochrome at Fatty Arbuckle's house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Matt, a server walks by holding a shiny silver platter. You glance into it, and the reflection that peers back is not your own, but that of one of these men, one of these scientists with an unkempt beard and a jaw so slack it hangs several inches beneath the top of your mouth. <laughs> Felix. What's up? You're on a brilliant green field. In the distance, you see tiny cities, mesas, a swamp, a desert. Water surrounds this land. You're on an island. You're playing hoop and stick. You're doing an extremely good job, moving the stick yes. in a circle with expert precision. But your teammates are floundering. One of them is merely doing an erratic dance like a Quaker might do. <laughs> Another- <laughs> Another says, I need sticks. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> then they all say, I need them so <laughs> Then they all say, I need sticks. Do you have sticks? Can I get a stick? Seemingly out of nowhere, flaming hoops soar through the air. When they make contact with your teammates, they explode like sticks of dynamite. You look all around you, but you can't see your antagonist or antagonists. You can only hear the hoops whooshing through the air. Make a dodge roll. That is a two. Really? Zero, zero, two. Yeah. All right. I'm a fucking god, dude. You dodge a hoop about to decapitate you. You look up, and on the high ground is that burly man from earlier, that Chadwick from the factory. He's pushing five flaming hoops at once. Mac, how come you keep losing to these kids? Yeah, first of all, I don't really have the best peripherals. Um, I actually, like, have a job that demands me to wake up early. And often I'm, like, less well-rested than these children I'm playing against. <laughs> and also, actually, like, kids have better reflexes, so it's actually amazing I won any, as many games as I have. And also, like, fuck you, if I had longer fingers, I'd be able to maneuver the stick better and the hoop. And also, it's fucking RNG, like, it's luck. Yo, self-pity, that's the cat's pajamas. <laughs> Why don't you give it up? Why don't you give up and go back to New York where you belong? All right, I'm fuck. He's hit the rage button. I'm fucking. I'm about to. I'm about to rage on my stick and hoop stream. <laughs> Have a heated stick and hoop moment. I'm gonna call a good Protestant a papist. You know why everyone thinks we have a toxic culture? You can do community. one thing. What do you do? All right, I actually no. I want to argue with Chad. <laughs> okay, what do you say? Oh yeah, how many fucking games have you won, dude? He cackles at you and then sends all five hoops towards you. I'll say one thing you can do is make a dodge roll, but I require a hard success, which is to roll half your dodger ba- or lower. Got to get under 15. Let's go. All right. No, I didn't technically get a hard success. It's 27. 
uh, roll better, but I do want to point out that Chad, that's not an argument. <laughs> laugh at me and throw that fucking flaming bullshit at me. Oh, and you have explosives, dude. Wow, you're really fucking skilled, man. You you're so good at the game, Chad. You dodged the first four hoops, but the you turn your head in the last second, the first one crashes into your face. Uh, make a sanity roll, please. All right. Oh, I failed. Oh, thank God I passed. Oh, dear. I failed as well. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, Felix lose one sanity. Man, are y'all Donkey Kong? For your unnerving bananas. Matt and Will lose two sanity. 20. No, no, I'm down to 17. 17. (laughs) Teetering on the edge of insanity. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Damn, I think my friend got BPD. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. The three of you awaken. You have massive headaches, and that bumpy ride isn't helping. Your arms and legs are bound. You're on some sort of truck bed. It's the crack of dawn. You see the morning sun piercing through the tops of gigantic redwood trees. Now what? We could, how, about, how about we attempt to loosen our bonds by, like, I'm going to position my... I'm just going to sort of roll over and position my, my mouth um, near one of your uh, sort, of, um, sort of nether regions and okay, try to yeah. bite through uh, the ropes uh, binding you together. All right. Tightly, but snugly. Okay, let's go. You do that, and you hear a banging from the cab of the truck. Hey, cut that shit out. <laughs> Why don't you mind your fucking business? What happens in a closed, well, open truck bed is none of your business. Here's what happens. Uh, at the very least, even though you're tightly bound, you can still kind of sit up in the truck and see your surroundings. The truck passes through a wooden palisade and then slows to a crawl. These grounds are not at all like the natural surrounding vegetation. These grounds are lush and fertile, a well-manicured topiaries abound. There are gorgeous fountains, statues of nude men, warriors, emperors, gods in the classical style. Peacocks roam around. And in the distance, you see men like the ones who assailed you, uh, all clad in black with black berets doing jumping jacks. On another side... You see men uh, sitting in a, a, a circle, uh, cross-legged, uh, periodically crying and yelling. Damn, this is the kind of gym I wish I had. <laughs> the truck crawls to a halt in front of a gorgeous wooden chalet. The men from the cab get out, and they loosen your bonds. Uh, they drag you in front of another man. You see he has a badge on his black tunic. Uh it just says the number two. He greets you. Number two, dude. You're the officer of poop. I didn't say that to him, but I had that in my back pocket. If things it. get if things <laughs> get bad, I don't worry, I have that one. Uh officer, officer, these these um I'm I'm bound in such a way that it's um uh cutting off uh circulation into my wrists and this is not a proper shibari uh style bondage, which is of what I'm used to uh, and can, you know, basically prevent any kind of safety hazards and you know like when doing a role play scenario officer i just want to say to you i honor your service and sacrifice i was disgusted the way that shoeless joe jackson knelt when they played captown races at the world series (laughs) ignoring what you say he bows ever so slightly and says capone boys it is a pleasure to have you here in the walled garden i give you my most sincere apologies for the way that we brought you here because this location is very much so a well-guarded secret and we don't know yet if we can trust you yeah no dude you can trust no dude i keep all the secrets like my cousin told me that he has a cleft dick 
And like I've held that as a secret until now. I just you're the first person that's found out about it. Uh, how about if the first step to establishing trust is uh, respecting my safe word, Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> my safe words are Calvin Coolidge. I'm saying Calvin Coolidge right now, and I'd like you really like to you know untie these bonds, sister. <laughs> he nods, and uh, the other men untie your bonds. Well, that's the first step on the road to trust. Now, maybe uh, you'd like to know something about uh, myself. You know, Dr. William Hackenbush. We know phrenologist. We know quite a bit about you. In fact, many men come here to the walled garden with knowledge of your program. Well, oh, cool. Se- seems to have gone from bad to better. How about well, who are you and where are we? My name is Tim. Uh you're in Northern California, in the walled garden, the compound of the great psychoanalyst Jurgen Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> Without knowing anything about this guy, he sounds pretty cool. You all know about this guy. He's one of the most famous intellectuals of your time. He's part archaeologist, part philosopher, part psychoanalyst. In fact, a very new field, of course. Uh, he went... He was very, very big during the uh, uh, first two decades of the century. But in the past few years, he disappeared from the public eye. Wow, um... Mr. Jürgen Peterson, this is when I saw his lecture that he gave on the Edison film Train Pulls Into Station and how it's (laughs) it's undermining um, essential masculine values in our society. I was wrapped and it changed my life, sir. He destroyed Steamboat Willie. (laughs) He absolutely obliterated. No, I mean, like, he, like, the Betty Boops are weakening our society. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when the way she danced with those ghosts. That, like, was a cheery, you know, like an eerie premonition of uh, totalitarianism. Right, and it shows that, like, women, they summon uh, chaotic afterlife energy. He's yep. right about that. Yep. I love this guy. Yep, I love this guy. Uh, you are familiar that uh, Peterman went underground or disappeared from the public eye around the time of the La Voyage dans la Lune uh, prequel that introduced female characters into that canon. You know, I I don't blame him. This is a this is a beautiful walled garden, and uh, you know, I'd like to I'd like to hear what Mister Peterman why he's brought us here. Two says the following: Our agents have been observing you in San Francisco. We know that you have access to Enoch Musk <coughs> and Tachyon Laboratories. You are the only ones that we think can help put a stop to this rocket. Uh, why do you want to stop why, it? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to watch it just go into space. Yeah, you're not rooting for him. Peterman can explain more. Maybe he should do that. Two leads you inside the chalet. It's gorgeous and massive. The walls are cluttered with strange and eclectic art: Soviet posters, Mandarin scrolls, African masks, things of this nature. You notice two things. One, there are many men wearing black tunics and black berets, cleaning constantly, cleaning, and two. They're all men. There is nary a woman to be seen. Even the peacocks are male. You are led up a grand staircase to a set of double doors guarded by two men. Uh, You see from their badges, number seven and nine. They nod and open the doors. Inside is a large bedroom. An old and sickly man sits in the bed. He is surrounded by uneaten plates of meat. (laughs) Thick steaks barely touch an entire suckling pig with just one bite taken out of it. With a limp hand, he beckons you to come close. I think we, I think we should approach him, Doctor Peterman. I'm this is a, a fellow doctor, William Hackenbush, uh, also a, a, a prisoner of academia, if you will, in the rather 
unfashionable field of phrenology, which you know continues to be assailed by the illogical and unscientific. And as such, as a phrenologist, I have watched your work from afar with great esteem and respect, and it is an honor to meet you, sir. Uh, you're... You're Dr. Hackenbush, Professor Hackenbush, your obsequiousness does you no favors. <coughs> but I thank you nonetheless. Capone, boys, there's not much time left. Listen closely, sport. Learn the truth. All right? You ready there? Ready. Lay it on me. Ready, ready. When I was a younger man, just beginning my academic career... I, by chance, ingested a substance from the chemistry department. Put me to sleep for a long time. I awoke in a land that I call the Void. It's a land not unlike our land, beyond our land. A place with no time, no physics. For many years, I've wandered this land in my dreams. There I studied at the feet of the greatest teachers in the universe. There I recoiled in horror most grotesque monstrosities so we have teachers and we have monsters what do we have there sounds like the modern university am i right he turns to matt and felix what do we what do we what do we got it's fucking not good dude i can tell you that miss me with it is what i say that's miss right that's right we have chaos okay now what's the that's opposite what now what's the opposite of chaos not non-chaos. A made bed. Okay. A- anti-chaos. A okay. clean room. A okay. tall glass of milk to drink when you wake up. Okay, that's right. It's the patriarchal world of light. That's the opposite of that's chaos. What I'm absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally, dude. Our yeah. reality my, my sister was actually allergic to light, so she would only ever be in the dark. Wow, that's Our crazy. reality is the world of light. But that reality, that other void reality, is mapped onto ours, hidden by a gossamer curtain. Never truly apart from ours. It is only through maintaining the world of light by cultivating our walled garden that we can keep the chaos of the void at bay. Okay. No. Pr- uh, all right, Professor. I've like I've cut all chaotic people out of my life. Like after I just went to rehab, sir. I'm sober. Uh, next to the realm that we live in, there's a realm where the rules of uh, physics, math, logic, and reason don't apply. Uh, are you talking about a different dark universe or the humanities department of a major university? Boom. Dude, fucking get to us. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I should note here that he looks very sickly on, on the edge of death. So, professor, are you, like, dying? Uh, my mental travels have taken their toll on my corporeal frame. But my end has been accelerated. I have been poisoned. By whom, Doctor. I can only suspect the forces of chaos. Our scientists determined apple cider was slipped into my gravy. <laughs> oh, that's so Not fun. apple cider. That's that's known to be a, a, a madness instigator. Poison. It's poison. Like most of the food that we eat. But with the void. Now, what do you think? In the law of opposites, secures our world from chaos. Or the chaos of the void. Explaining uh, the void. You uh, following male, this? Male, male energy. energy uh, the phallus and like a big like steak with no salt or sauce or anything. Hierarchy, okay? Hierarchy maintains order. The Egyptians knew this. That's why they gifted us the pyramid, okay? In our time, 
the lowly Swede toils in the fields so the noble congressman may be well fed. The wife darns socks so the father's feet may be clad. Okay? That's the order of things. Is the hierarchy. And the forces in the void, you know what they want to do? What they want to do? They want to upend this hierarchy, okay? That's what we got. They want to tear a rift into our world and bring chaos into the world. That's elementary, okay? What Dr. Peterman is describing sounds a lot like what I witnessed at um, um, Eon Flux's headquarters or Enoch Musk's headquarters uh, when uh, his girlfriend Slimes was uh, running with uh, the the Chadwick uh, beast who, again, you know, insulted me uh, deeply. That guy's a fucking pussy. Slimes, that one, the Chanteuse. Oh, you notice her garish purple hair. You see that anywhere? That's right. It's called apisemitism. It's a warning signal used by animals to ward off predators. Throw them off her trail. She wants you to keep away. But even in the void, there's hierarchy. Atop that hierarchy is Azoth, the emperor of the gods. His plenipotentiary is a figure I've met many times in the void. I've done battle with him, okay? Creature known as Nyar. And now you have met Nyar as well. What? Uh, wait, I, 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 I First of all, Professor, that's not your word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I don't think I've met any any Nyars. Oh, recently. really? Really? All right, sit down. Buckle up. Why don't you? All right? When hierarchies break down in human societies, a figure inevitably appears, okay? figure who preys on the weakness of men and the lack of order. I've identified three such figures in my studies. In the third millennium, before Christ, there emerged a leader in the Nile Valley known as Nefren Ka, the Black Pharaoh. Okay, he tormented the Egyptians with dark magic before he was put away by an alliance of Mesopotamians led by the great hero Gilgamesh. Peterman gestures towards a hieroglyphic frieze in his bedroom. You observe it, you look at it closely. The first panel shows a burly man making that gesture that one arm is raised and the other arm is downturned behind him are five females in the second row of that freeze are five males who are making a walking with a large long stride uh looking downward there's only one female in that freeze. This is all striking a, a deep resonance with me, both as, both as an academic and someone who is exposed to uh, to slimes and the, the Chadwick uh, creature that we saw at um, Tachyon, Tachyon Labs. This Chadwick character is in fact some sort of embodiment of ancient mystical lore uh, as what we're seeing here in these hieroglyphs. Oh, good guess, bucko. Well done. You get a gold star there. You happy about that? You get a trophy. Yes. All right. I, 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 oh, I, mean, I am. You put that one together, huh? I, I am happy. If you follow my writings, my treatises, you know that figures emerge in every society. The same figure. In the 12th century, the Mongols became weak after permitting women to ride horses and abandoning their <laughs> wrestling children and abandoning their wrestling traditions for throat singing. You know this figure is Temujin. 
He brought terror to the entire Asian continent, stopped only by the disunity of his children. He points above him. Right above his bed is a portrait of Genghis Khan. But you're all familiar with line drawings of the great Khan, Mm, right? Of course. Uh, But they only... Normally, they just show his face and a little part of his upper body. They don't show his arms, but this one does. And his arms are unmistakably the arms of Chadwick Lawler. It appears that this Chadwick figure is sort of a, a recurring avatar that um, cycles throughout history, that appears at certain moments, as Dr. Peterman was telling us, to, um, I don't know, to, to challenge order and introduce chaos and um, insult intelligent and cultured men such as myself. Chadwick rears his ugly head and destroys everything. And it's like, you know, the Spartans, like they had a great society because they did order. Like they went beast mode on their kids. <laughs> and Chadwick probably showed up. He was the Persians. Like is it was Xerxes and Chad? Peterman uh, pulls a big tome out from his bedside table, opens it up and says the following. In the last century... The powers of Europe's kings waned due to the abandonment of their great traditions of incest and hemophilia. (laughs) Perhaps you're familiar with this man. He holds it up using pretty much all of his old man's strength. And it's a lithograph of Karl Marx. But he's also making that same arm gesture. Oh my His God. legs rickety. There's some bulbous aspect coming from where his genitalia might be. Chad is trying to fuck Europe. Europe is the most sacred part of this world because it's ruled by cousins who hate each other. In these past two decades, America, God's world of light, has become what? Uh, mongrel- mongrelization? Yeah, this fucking, you know, pull up your pants jazz music. I hate it, That's dude. right. Yeah. That's right. It's the unbearable present. Women's suffrage, public transportation, Irishmen. They've destroyed our hierarchy, our masculinity. They've invited chaos into our realm, okay? Dude, go off. It used to be like it was between me and my meat producer, like how many Polish fingers were in my ground beef. And now, like, you got that guy like Upton Sinclair. It's suddenly his fucking business. No one minds their business. And look, we don't have order. And Chad's going to fuck us all. Chad's going to fuck us all just like in that unfair. I don't want to talk about it. It's unfair. I'm going to get my rematch. They've all made us easy prey for Nyar. Now Enoch Musk, who had a chance to be a great man, is clearly under the sway of Nyar. You've met him. You've met his latest avatar. It is unmistakable. Chadwick is an avatar of Nyar. And I saw him. I saw. I, I witnessed personally in images that will be seared into the limbs of my brain until I receive the blessed release of death. Him... Praying at the altar of, of Nayar, the, the female, sort of a Bathsheba, a, a temptress character. I'm talking about slimes. And Dr. Pennyfarthing, mm. you found her latest um, uh, uh, music cylinder, which uh, contained, in, in, contained within it an incantation calling forth chaos and banishing consensual incest among the ruling class. Yes, she's clearly some sort of adept into an occult realm. There's no question about that. Gentlemen, as Dr. Peterman has laid out, our our trip here to San Francisco was no mistake, and we find ourselves once again embroiled in a battle for the future of this thing we call humanity. My agents have infiltrated Tachyon Labs. They've been observing for several years now. 
They've not been able to figure out what Nyar's plot is this time, but we know it has something to do with that rocket. But our abilities are limited. We attempted to kill Enoch and Slimes with the destruction of the first rocket, but it failed. Dr. P- Dr. Peterman, you're telling me you were willing to sacrifice up to 500 immigrants and then one or two people for the sake of killing just Slimes and Enoch Must? For the greater good! You have to understand! It is the only way! Why did the world just fight this cataclysm? Why did hordes of young men run to their deaths in fields of machine gun bullets mustard gas to protect the order of consensual incest among the ruling class exactly. yeah their, their cousin was the best to protect to protect the hierarchy but we've lost it we've won the war but lost the peace dr Peterman, mm. you have you have kidnapped and used um rather incorrect but you know it's okay shibari style bondage on the right man and that man is me and we have the secret passes to Eli Enoch Musk's shindig in the desert where he's going to do his second rocket launch. Doctor, I think uh, I have an idea about what to do. Oh, Dr. Doctor Hackenbush, this reminds me of another vision I had of a movie that will come out in the year 2018 called Venom. This is eerily reminiscent of the plot of that movie that I've imagined. So it will come out many years in the future. If you were to confront the eternal adversary whom I've confronted many times in the void, using logic to prove my point and embarrass him. If you yourselves are to confront him in our world, you first have to sort yourself out, okay? I mean, there's nothing unfinished in me. I've got my life together. In the morning, you are to go into the void and you are to face your greatest fears, your greatest desires. It's only so nothing. through mental fortitude that you can survive this. Many men have tried. Many of my men, they failed. If you will stop the rocket, you will have to do this, okay? You got that? Is that good with you, sport? Well, I'm like, I've literally never been afraid in my life. So I could actually like do that right now, but I'll wait for everyone. It's fine. I'll wait. I'm apprehensive, but I'm willing to put my, my life and now incredibly tenuous sanity in the hands of a man who I think is very clearly well-adjusted, sensible, and healthy. I mean, dude, he's only eaten beef since we've seen him, and that is the clear sign of somebody who knows what's up. I will follow him to the gates of hell. I've told you all that I can for one day. Please avail yourselves the resources in my chalet. Believe me now. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning for your trial. All right, sweet dreams, sweet dreams, doctor. Peterman falls asleep, and two leads you out of the room, locking the doors behind. As Doctor Peterman said, you can avail yourselves of the facilities here. Uh, It's important that you get some rest, considering all that you've been through in the past few days. By avail ourselves of the facilities, is there a library or any ancient tomes I could go through to maybe learn and prepare myself for my my void experience? We certainly do have a library, and you're welcome to check it out. Uh, we also have a gymnasium, a medical ward, uh, classrooms. I believe uh, wooing artisanship is on tap this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as well, if you find it necessary, male bonding therapy 
there was time for each of you to check out one of these things. I guess, I mean, I am the doctor here, so I should probably check out the medical facility. I, uh, one of my greatest fears is that I hit my head and I forget how to get pussy. So I want a backup plan in there. So, uh, like to take the courtship class, please. Okay. And I will check out the, I will avail myself of the male bonding sesh. We'll start with Matt. Matt, you head to a medical ward where it's a series of beds, hospital beds with the same black tunicked men, some of them in traction, various levels of injuries. Uh, you know, standard things, moaning. Uh, they're all hooked up to IVs with a brown substance going into them. Uh, you recognize at least one of them as your assailant from the last night. <gasps> oh, snap. It's time to get some payback. I'm, I'm not going to do anything crude like that. I'd rather spend my time uh, investigating and, and finding out any kind of useful information. I think you should, I think you should look closer at what's in the, the brown bags being fed into them like motor oil. I would like to see what these people are being infused with, that's for sure. Hashtag food porn, hashtag beef sirloin. Hashtag chefing it up. A doctor is moving from bed to bed, checking on the patients, you know, ensuring that they're getting the proper regimen, that sort of thing. I want to do whatever it takes to find out what this brown substance is. Well, you could go to a guy who's just in, like, a total full-body cast and just take it out. Yes, that's what take I Take it out of him. Yes. Uh, you do so. In, you give it a sniff. It does smell like meat. Drippings, mm. that sort of thing. Thanksgiving dinner. Easter ham. Interesting. Is this just an infusion of protein? Is this, is this what we're dealing with? Some, some Presumably, sort of, yes. Some sort of quack diet that involves the person in just ingesting nothing but protein uh, to the exclusion of all other nutrients and then never uh, <laughs> moving their bowels. I would like to get a sample of the infusion. I mean, I this is a diet that by 1950, every American will have adopted. You and, uh, and will subsequently be able to live to over 200 years old. You decant some of the fluid into a test tube in your, uh, that you carry around with you. Uh, in the bed beside you, not the one with the man in full traction, uh, the patient crawls out of it and then crawls up you and then grabs you by the lapels and says, Please... Tell me I'll make it. Tell me, tell me that that daddy won't be mad at me. Uh, you get a look at him. He's got that same slack jaw that the scientists attack your laboratories have. I, I just don't want to be surprised by everything so much. I'm not that delighted by things. I, I don't have feelings. Feelings, no. Good luck. <laughs> he touches your head and says, I, I saw it. I saw it. I was there. I couldn't do it. You get a look at his lapel. His number is 15. Pretty high, presumably. What did you see? I saw my father. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I tried. What couldn't you do? I couldn't. I, 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 I couldn't make him love me. Just no! No! Don't no, Daddy! He couldn't make him love me. It doesn't take fathers a medical aren't role. Spo- fathers aren't supposed to love their children. Yeah, I don't know so what's true. wrong with this guy. It doesn't take a medical role to know this man is in the throes of acute hysteria. A primordial terror at being unlovable by their father figure. That appears to be what I'm observing here in this ward. Felix, where did you say you wanted to go? Uh, I'm going to the courtship station because I'm afraid. I'm not afraid, but it's like, 
one of my understandable like misgivings about our adventures that I'll hit my head, I'll get a concussion, and I'll forget how to get laid. Forget There's how to get that goop. There's a whole wing of classrooms. Most of them are empty today, but one of them is full. Uh, you peek inside, and the instructor notices you. There's about two dozen men uh, paying attention to him. Man, how are you going to learn how to get some slime with only dudes? Here's what the guy looks like. Uh, he's wearing the same tunic as everyone else, but it's festooned in some fashion. There are peacock feathers all around it. It's uh, bedazzled with gemstones. Oh, my God. So he like, wants to make himself stand out. It's almost like he's behaving like an ostrich. Instead of a black beret, it's a bright pink top hat. Wow, that's fucking Frankly cool, absurd. dude. Nothing that you've seen before. You look fucking gangster. Confidently, he shoots you a glance and says, Hey, killer, I'm number 75, but you can call me cryptic. Yeah, you're just in- <laughs> yo. You're just in time. You want to run some sport on this HD nine? He gestures to a wireframe mannequin wearing a corset. The everyone in the class is looking intently at you. Intently at you. All right, I have no idea what he's talking about, but uh, I'd like to. I'd like to know more. This guy seems really cool. Hey, don't be shy. Uh. I'm not shy, dude. I've fucking never been anxious in a social situation, honestly. I can see that, man. Be the man who controls his social situation. I do. Be in control of your environment at all times. Just go up to her. Go up to the ship. All right, I want to go up to the... I go up to the mannequin, and I'm supposed to, like, do the lines that I do, where I'm just fucking slamming flappers. Okay, I walk up up to the mannequin. Ah, not not doing so good. Uh... <laughs> my child, it's the 10th year anniversary of my childhood dog dying. Uh, my back honestly hurts. I've been traveling. I haven't gotten to play uh, Telegraph Checkers. It fucking sucks. I hate Tor. Uh, I think I probably have cancer. Like make 100%. A persu- make a persuade roll. <laughs> okay. Fail. The, the, the mannequin, uh, for, for some reason, uh, a, a ghostly voice comes to the mannequin and invites Felix back to her uh, lady's boarding room, to which Felix just replies, no, <laughs> I'm good. The 75 shakes his head with kind of a smirk on his face. Everyone else in the classroom kind of goes, oh, buddy, all right. What a, says, I, brother, brother, you could use some sport, okay? Here's what you need to do. One, build her up. And two, tear her down. You do that through negative reinforcements. I'm honestly disgusted by this. This is not like the proper way that you, uh, uh, you know, bed a harlot. Like all sexual attraction is based on the woman feeling sorry for you. You have to bring up everything bad that's happened to you. That's the only way you're going to get that sweet slime around your flagpole. (laughs) 75 just smirks at you and says, uh, 117, why don't you give it a shot? Uh, a very, very small and thin man comes up. Not a good, not a looker by any means. Uh, frankly, he resembles someone who might listen to your radio show and you might look down upon. He goes up to the wireframe, the wireframe mannequin, and says, Hey, I really like your figure. Uh, are you an extra in, uh, Baum's novel... The Wizard of Oz? Are you 
Are you a scarecrow of some sort? That's so stupid. Everyone applauds <laughs> That's in the so classroom. stupid, dude. 75 says to you, hey, uh, my clearly charismatic friend here, why don't you tell the class how to do it? It's easy. All right. I'm, uh, I'm imagining a show that will be made 80 years in the future. Uh, it's about guys who work in advertising. It's called Insane Guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's advertising? You know, it's like when you draw blackface to get people to buy your toothpaste right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you buy your yeah, 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 Like yeah, when yeah, you yeah. take out um, uh, an ad in the, in the, in the farmer's pamphlet for, right. or circular for your uh, vital tonic. I, right. I just exactly. read, a, I read a really persuasive article about a young man named Edward Bernays who pointed out exactly what persuasion meant in the popular context and he he, he really made me understand exactly what advertising was going to mean in the future advertising it's one of the jewish sciences right right it's okay so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like this character in this show i'm imagining insane guys ron raker and he's like he's very smooth be like this women have an entrance the way they'll let men in to their city walls it's not that they see that they're a well-outfitted army outside clamoring to get in but a crying small child just wanting to eat the rats in the alleyway and i put it like that like very smoothly in a metaphor that they can understand for my you know my model of courtship which is pity based i'd like to roll a persuasion roll felix uh what's your power 55 Mm, roll the higher of your power or persuasion yeah, I'm going to admit, I'm not rolling as good at this as I'm in <laughs> combat. A, nope. I didn't convince any of these guys. Uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, they're like, um, what? Uh, <laughs> whatever, fuck you guys. Fight starts chuckling. You, know, you have fun trying to fuck this mannequin. <laughs> I'm going to be out there telling women, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. I'm going to talk about how Woodrow Wilson was my friend and, like, his stroke really affected me. I'm going to tell... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't be alone right yeah, now. I couldn't be alone. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to bring up all of it. And it maybe might not, might not work for you guys because you're not charismatic enough. You have to wear these fucking tutus. But me, personally, <laughs> works for me, and that's what matters. Let's uh, wheel over finally to Professor Hackenbush. Uh, uh, where did you want to go again? Uh, the male bonding uh, Oh, of seminar. course, right, right. Uh, uh, you wander around the grounds. You can't really find it inside the building, so you walk outside and you find it. It's on the grounds, you know, uh, surrounded by these lush topiaries. Mm. It's There's a circle, uh, the circle delineated by white rocks. Uh, and, uh, like, this circle is not, there's no grass there. And there's just men sitting cross-legged. Mm. Uh, there's a man in the center beating bongo drums. I'd like to, uh, you know, step into the circle. Yeah, no, join, he, join, no, no, join he, the, he begins yeah. you. Like, hey, come on. Let's let it all out. Uh, I'm, you know, usually not one to be known to, you know, let it out or let anything in. But <laughs> no, uh, just just let it out. Let all right. it all out. All right, I'll, I'll sit down uh, and then immediately you sit down yeah. and then just drum, 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 and on the third beat, everyone just shouts. <laughs> I go, Father, Father. Why did you only look at me through a mirror? Father. They, they all go, Father, Father. And then they recite their own individual father, thing about Father, it. why did you only make eye contact with me through a mirror? Father, why would you only converse with me in classical Greek, Latin, or Sanskrit? One man stands up and says, Father, I'm sorry I tried to play with Raggedy Hand dolls. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't mean to. Father, I'm sorry I didn't die in a coal mining accident like you always wanted me to at age 12. Father, I'm sorry I bet my money on the bobtail nag. I should have bet the bay. I should have bet the bay, Father. Oh. Don't chastise me in ancient Greek. You let it all out. You shout, shout, you let it all out, and you feel... It's almost like he's giving away his tears for fears. <laughs> Will, you feel a lot better at the end of this seven-hour shouting Can session. I get a few sanity points back? <laughs> yeah, you can. Oh, wow, dude. You Hell just yeah. made one of the greatest deals I've ever seen. Will, roll, go a back up to Will right. roll a D6 and gain that many sanity points. That's how therapy works. You cry, and then you all get... Six. six. Woo! Let's go! Woo! So what are you up to One, now? One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm now at 24. Well, all right. Nighttime now. You get Dindin at the beautiful cafeteria. You're eating meat. Uh, in the morning, your trial. Anything you want to do tonight? Uh, I mean, I think, I think I'll probably just, you know, get a good night's sleep. Uh, Could be helpful. Up. Yeah. 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 I want to be on the top of my game in the boys. Everybody go to full health. And if you're not already, I believe All you right. should be. Yeah. Back up to 10. We love it. Yeah. It's morning now. You wake up at dawn, ready for this ominous trial. Two brings you back into Peterman's room. Uh, he has multiple gravy IVs hooked up to him. He looks, frankly, <laughs> he looks, frankly, worse than he did the day before, if that's even possible. He just looks like a... Maybe he has some kind of awful beard now. I don't know. He just looks, theoretically. He looks like a skull with hair, honestly. But he says to you the following. There's only so much I can do to help you while you're there. You'll have to figure it out on your own, okay? Just remember these things before trying to fix your life. Sort yourself out. Clean your room. Consult the ancestral spirits. Then you'll know what to do. Are you ready? You ready for the voyage? Yes, sir. Absolutely. A man comes in, totally silent, has the number three on his black tunic. He has a silver tray with him. On it are three lines of a white substance. He hands you a straw, each one of you. I'll I'll do three lines, one in each nostril, and then one in the other for just for, for good luck. You do the first one, okay. and then he you motion to do the second <laughs> one, right, and right. he slaps right, okay, you on the Felix and Matt? Uh, no, thanks, sir. I'm sober. I'm going to bump that shit. Peterman uh, g- glares daggers at you, Felix. Oh, wow, dude. You really pissed at me. What are you going to do? Get out of bed? Listen to country, if I may. I fucking love you, dude. Like, no, I'm like, <laughs> like, the respect I have for you, man, is fucking total and complete. It's total and complete respect. You're fucking amazing, and, like, dude. and what we've fucking done here... You're the greatest. No, what, no what, shut the fuck up. Well, the one thing, what we've done here <laughs> with the Capone Speakeasy and fucking being here on the beautiful walled garden of Dr. Peterman and fucking, like, just fucking dragons here together. I, I, like, this is, this is you. This is me. This is fucking all of us, man. And I just love you and respect you so fucking much. And I think we should fucking do this shit right now. Okay, okay, And you've, you've been sober for, like, a good five or six hours, Yeah, five dude. or six hours. Yo, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, fucking, reward, fucking reward yourself, dude. You're a fucking dude, you're so warrior. Right. You're, so you're right. a fucking champion, All dude. those other people <laughs> rehab, they were the drug addicts. <laughs> all right, give me that line. Give me that line. You get the line. You do the line. The three of you close your Woo! eyes. Oh, my God. Oh my god, dude, guys, we need to start a fucking record label so you can do all your Camtown Racer, Races remix. Dude, we, have fucking, we have a fucking record label. Oh, dude, dude, the fucking record label, the same building, we can have a restaurant underneath it. Dude, I love you. Okay. It's such a good idea. You have so many good ideas, and then you talk to each other about these really good 
thousand bucks ideas. <laughs> but then your voices are drowned out by a wom 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 noise. And then you see each other in slower and slower motion. Things grow darker and darker until you hear nothing and you just see blackness. And then you open your eyes. The three of you are together. You're on a blasted landscape illuminated by three dim suns. There are crystal outcroppings dotting the landscape of purple ground. Milling around you are gigantic lobsters. <laughs> you hear Guys, guys, this is this is wild. This is wild. This is like our reality, but like different, dude. There's, you know, there's, there's three suns, not one. You're not. Wow. You're more. You're more relaxed right now. Okay. Okay. You hear avian screeches in the distance, and also you see in the distance a gigantic black pyramid. It's perhaps two to four miles away. You're all naked. Also, good thing I'm okay with that. Yeah, I have nothing to be yeah. ashamed of. You feel a gust of wind that chills you to the bone. I think we should. Uh... Walk in the direction of the pyramid. Let's do it. As a white hotep, I know pyramids are <laughs> a source of strength and, and masculine scenarios. That's right. You told me that the Angles, like they were, they were the first Egyptians mm-hmm. colonized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You walk for an hour on this in this blasted landscape. The three of you make spot hidden rolls, please. Fail. 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 Will, uh, you did not want to pass that one. He's on a spot in roll. You see where the screeches are coming from. They look like birds or gigantic bats. Otherworldly, terrifying things. They fill your heart with fear. Make a sanity roll, please. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's Ooh. a fail. Ooh. That, that's, that's a fail. Lose one. Not your best, my dude. Lose one d six sanity. Yeah, I wish you'd. Uh, I wish you'd delete six points of sanity, brother. Not your best look. Okay, six. I, I've, I back down to seventeen. I yeah. I back. I'm, I've lost all six points of sanity that I regained during fatherly fatherly counseling and drum circling. You see that? That's why you never cry. Because you're just gonna lose that sanity. Here's what happens. You sprint towards the pyramid. Your two uh, compatriots attempt to uh, uh, attempt to keep up with you. You reach it first. You feel murderous. You feel violent, frankly. You're out of control. The three of you are there in front of the entrance of the pyramid. It has three door-sized glass panels. You each stand in front of one. And each one of you sees a different vision in the glass panel. Dr. Penny Farthing, here's what you see. You see your father. Mm. Your father, old Colonel Penny Farthing mm. wearing his U.S. Army garb. He has five dozen arrows in his back. Father! No! This is what my son became. You know, we fought for westward expansion and instead of continuing our fight deep into the Pacific, here you are <laughs> engaging in ungodly experiments. I'm sorry, Father. I- I'm trying my best. Lieutenant Cumtree, Here's what you see. Your own father. A decorated rough rider. From the Battle of San Juan Hill. I thought I raised you in a military family. Here you are stealing valor. Up and down Europe. Alright, well, first of all... He has no legs, by the way, and stands on two peg legs. Yeah, it shows you sucked at war. 
First of all, I wrecked a hundred Spaniards in Cuba. What have you done? They're the weakest Europeans, first of all. <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend, Dr. Hackenbush, just told me about that. You know, second of all, okay, you know, this is just me and you, Dad. Yeah, I did lie. But my lying brought me to the greatest war of all time. The lying against, like, the goop gods. The war against the goop gods. The goop and I'm kicking their ass. I'm kicking their fucking ass. I'm kicking their ass. They're a hell of a lot more we stronger. They're a hell of a lot more stronger than the fucking napping pussies you fought in Cuba. We had goop gods. We called them Filipinos. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was stung by a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> I fought disgusting sea creatures. Probably from hell. Probably somewhere worse. You haven't fought anything. Yeah, I have. Playing jacks all day. I literally... That's your job. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, when you I... You don't know a thing about honor. Respect first of all, your first father. Of all, yo, Respect first, your fuck father. You. Fuck you. First of all, first of all, in the Far East, jacks players are respected <laughs> as athletes. That we are. Respect your commanding officer. Yeah, second of all, I killed like five guys yesterday. Professor Hackenbush, you see your father... Uh, is just as the last time you saw him. Muscular, wearing an archaeology outfit. He takes off his brown hat and says, Son, we need to talk about your sister. (laughs) Sonia? Yes, father? It's not right. Know about your journals. Know about your thoughts. Why did you think that would be all right? quite common among, you know, every ruling class and human civilization, particularly the best civilization. So I Western devoted, civilization. I devoted my life to bones and digging them up and then deciding that uh, three bones meant that I discovered a massive, gigantic creature. So that's the Tyrannus Hackenbush. <laughs> I've dedicated my life to the study of bones as well. You disgust me. Why are you, when are you going to settle down with a woman you're not related to (laughs) (laughs) father you know uh, you know how work is the three of you standing in front of these images of your dead fathers they're hectoring you noisily it grows louder and louder terrifying you insulting you what do you do give me something i think we should try to break the mirror I think yeah. he's trying to, like, break through the mirror. Smash the mirror. Rescue our father. Slay the dragon. The three of you punch the shit out of these mirrors, shattering them. Your father's going, ah, you're the father now. Yeah, not so not so tough now, Mr. Made Out of Glass. Disembodied head of Peterman appears. Says, good job. You remembered rule number 17. Fight your dad. <laughs> <laughs> You made it inside the pyramid of the mind. (laughs) Go quickly now. There isn't much time. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Can I get another heaping of the elder gods? Carefully, you walk through the shattered doors. You're walking through a very long, very dark chamber. At some point, the chamber becomes so narrow that you have to crawl through it. After about a half mile, that shaft you're crawling through turns into a slide, a sand slide. You lose your footing. You fall for several minutes in total blackness. You can't see anything. You can't even see each other until you're deposited on what seems to be an island. An island surrounded by swirling purple fluid. The island is filthy. It's covered with refuse, consumer goods, spoiled foods, 
unwashed clothing, uh, 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 very uh, juvenile recorded music cylinders, things of that nature. Jacks. Jewel containers. Right, by which you mean containers <laughs> for rare jewels. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Yeah. There are brooms lying around. At the center of the island is a beautiful woman wearing the garb of an African queen. She beckons you in a voice as sweet as a mother's song. Come closer. I totally want to have sex with all of you. And it won't be gay. Well, she wants to have sex with me more than any of you. All of you. Together. Come together. All of you. Towards me. Now what? I think we should do it. (sighs) I mean... But I let's, haven't. Let's do. Let's. It's a think of it as a team building exercise. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We this can is... build our cooperation. We will be. We will be better broadcasters after having negotiated a, th- a four way sexual encounter with this strumpet. If I can confess something, I haven't done any team building um, since Sonia was taken by consumption. By consumption, I mean being consumed by rats. But as long as we're here. In uh, the Netherverse, you know what happens here stays here. So let's let's just fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're already it's nude, so guys. Let's be Spartans. We're, we're already nude, and let's yeah, let's go beast mode. Yeah, let's go beast mode on this lady. You approach the woman, and she flickers in and out of view. But what flickers into view is a gigantic serpent, massive, terrifying beast that you've only ever seen in coolie restaurants on the placemats. Everyone make a sanity bowl. No. Alright, uh, Failed that one again. I uh, uh, failed it, barely, but failed it. Everyone lose 1d6 sanity and tell oh me how God, much. Two. Lost four. Lost two. Oh, I only lost one. Two, four, one. Down to 32. Uh, You're terrified, but you keep it together. I'm the most sane guy. I'm at 12. Ooh, I'm at, uh, yeah, me You're one yeah. shot right now. Here's what's going on. Uh, we're going to go by dex ranks and you're in a combat situation against a horrible uh, female serpent of some sort. We'll say, we'll Just, say she attacks first. She attacks you, Will. Uh, you uh, can make course. a dodge roll on this. Yeah, great. Passed it. Nice. Fucking That's a three. I just pog class. She heads to you and she, you dodge out of the way just in time. Now what? Um, can I just try to just just hide, basically? Yeah, sure. Uh, you duck in a uh, pile of uh, <laughs> you duck in a, a pile of video cylinders. Can really hope this uh, dragon doesn't see me. Uh, Felix, you're up now. So it's gigantic, massive, and terrifying. Uh, well, I'm not afraid. So, uh, are there any like sticks I can rub together on this island? There are brooms. All right, are there any like open flame sources or anything? Wait, Not guys, that you can see. There are brooms on the island. What are done with brooms? Sweeping. Yeah. What's on the island? Clutter. Waste. Let's sweep Dust. the clutter into the ocean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I, I think recycling sus, but let's do it this time. <laughs> let's do <laughs> recycling fellas, is. Fellas, let's grab these brooms and let's go to work. Oh, my God. Great idea. Felix? I'm ready to start just sweeping all this trash in the ocean. You grab a broom and you start sweeping into the ocean. Uh, (laughs) As you do, the serpent uh, uh, gives this cry of pain or ah! They always are nagging. "Ah!" (laughs) It's like, okay, I'm finally sweeping up the island and now you're fucking complaining. Dragons do be nagging, though. I hate it. Matt? 
Help us sweep. Dude, yes, sweep. sweep. Yeah, I dude, sweep. come on. I sweep. You do, and it's the same impact on the dragon, who now uh, looks to be injured in some fashion. Keep sweeping. Uh, right. Next combat I am punishing round. all the crabs and corals in there. It goes after uh, you again, Will. Of course. Make a dodge roll. <clears throat> roll the three again. Uh, this one also oh rolled a three. What? But you do pass a tie, actually, with a dodge roll, so lucky you. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Well, I just keep sweeping. Keep cleaning up this island. You sweep a pile of Collier's Weeklies into the, <laughs> into the purple goop. Felix? Is there a bed on the island? <laughs> oh, fine, yeah. You know what? Yes, there is a bed on All the right, island. All right, I start making the The one bed. you were supposed to copulate on. I, like, wistfully look at the bed thinking about how I could have fucked that dragon and she would have fallen in love with me. But I start making the bed. You start making the bed and, uh... The dragon does not like this at all. Hey, it's too much order. <laughs> it's, yeah, Matt, keep sweeping. Uh, you sweep a pile of uh, I don't know Tijuana comic books <laughs> into the ocean. You sweep a, a, a pile of uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, jewel uh, of jewel containers, <laughs> jewels. <laughs> rare, jewels. rare jewels, mango, the rarest jewel. A pile of uh, erotic gasoline alleys <laughs> <laughs> crumpled up. Uh, one more time, I say it gets to attack uh, you, Matt. Matt, you can make a dodge roll. Fail. Matt, lose five points of strength. It saps man. your masculine energy. But the thing is, clearly it's death roads. I'd like to, if, of what little is uh, left on the island, I'd like to start organizing it. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you start uh, taking a series of racist dolls and then putting them in order in terms of <laughs> I start, skin I, I, I'm, color. I'm ranking the gollywogs on a spectrum <laughs> from lightest to darkest, and then I'm taking all of the uh, old um, cutouts of the yellow kid and arranging them by date. The island is now spick and span. The bed is perfect. The racist figurines all set in perfect order. And the chaos dragon disappears in a point of light. You hear the bubbling, boiling sounds. The purple water surrounding the island grow angry. And then they rise up, taking you with them. They shoot up like geysers. You travel again for several minutes. Now upwards. Up. <laughs> Yo, doing the Charleston RIP just killed the club. <laughs> <laughs> We're being caught on a geyser. A geyser of goop. Goop geyser. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're being shot up with the goop geyser. The purple geyser deposits you in the central chamber of the pyramid. Here you see the following. One, in the center of the chamber is a golden sarcophagus. You can't make out the face on it. There are three thrones in the back of the chamber. Now what? Let's sit on the thrones, and if we're right for the thrones, the sarcophagus will open. That's what my dad always told me. You walk towards the thrones... Professor Hackenbush, you see it first. On one of the thrones appears your sister. She's beautiful. She's wearing her wedding dress. She looks every bit as pure as the day she died. She holds out a jewel pod, by which I mean <laughs> a, 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 container, a, conta- a case that contains a jewel. In this case, a wedding ring. And says, there's one for you, dear brother. Come. Be with me. Forget this life. Be with me in eternity. Dearest Sonia, 
There is nothing that would give me sweeter bliss than surrender to the Elysium of your embrace for the eternity and the evermore and the everlasting nothingness. But I have too much to do and too much to conquer in this life. Brother, you make me so sad. Sonia. That's all I've ever wanted. It's, it's not you. It's, it's not, me is really what I'm trying to say here. But it's in, what, the, in that I'm still alive and, uh, and you're it not. Your so fault it's that, sort of a lifestyle problem that, you know. Brother, it wasn't your fault that a triangle shirtwaist unpleasantness wasn't your fault. Well, you know, I mean, I've learned about playing with those Chinese firecrackers. Let's, let's put it that way. Dr. Pennyfarthing, on the second throne, materializes a man, but he's a hybrid. Man and goat. An awful, disgusting creature with the genitals of the goat, but the torso and the face of a man. His testes are so large and so perfectly round, huge, swollen. On a pan flute, the creature plays the sweetest song, and you know this is your utopian ideal. Oh, keep going. It oh, says, I'm almost there. I'm hello, almost there. Hello, Father. Oh, keep going, keep going. Are we home now? Doop de doo. Yes, yes, yes. Keep going. Keep describing. Yes, yes, I'm almost there. Father, stay. Oh, God, yes. Stay here with me. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Together. Oh, God, yes. Keep Will talking. you? Will you, Father? Yes. Oh, God, yes. What do you do? I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> If I recall correctly, if I recall correctly from your self-experimentation, you've lost the ability to ejaculate. Uh, no, I can still not. I'm not all over the place. If you insist. Yeah. Uh, this creature still beckons you. Father, come to me. Okay. Come be with me. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, current orientations. Will is standoffish. Uh, Dr. Penny Farthing is moving towards his beloved. Felix, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Cumtree. Yes. Uh, you see these two guys get their greatest desire. So you look presumably at the third throw and you're like, all right, where's yeah, my hit thing? Me, hit me with your best shot. You know what it is? Hit your greatest desire. It materializes President Calvin Coolidge. In front of him is a luncheon set out on a table, sandwiches on toothpicks, potato salad, a tea kettle. The president says, Ah, Lieutenant Cumtree, how about you sit down to lunch with me, the president? This has been what every been the reason I've done everything. I've just wanted to have a delightful picnic lunch with Calvin Coolidge. Everyone that knows anything about me <laughs> knows that it's the only thing I actually want. It's all the lying, all the all the spoken word poetry, all the killing. It's your greatest desire. <laughs> it's lunch the with the president. <laughs> yeah, it's all I want. What do you do? I would love to go beast on those sandwiches with you, Mr. President Calvin Coolidge. Mm, You're please. a god, sir. Come now. All right, come, I, come closer. I am. Come be with me. Yeah, I am. Please, Dude, I'm fucking doing it. Will, how do you feel about all this? I'm gonna say, guys, you haven't imbibed. Dr. Peterman's lessons closely enough. I think this is a this test is about self discipline and, and self denial. It's oh literally like right there. I'm gonna look like an asshole. Like he brought out this, this fresh potato salad. If you but, Felix, like, but by in denying your greatest desire is how we become our greatest selves. You, Felix, the president says, please. There isn't much time. I have to go sign the Dawes Treaty into law. 
Dude, you hear that? Like, the fucking lunch clock is ticking, you know? I want you to tell me your stories of surfing and oh my God, all the European battlegrounds. Oh, my God. I have so many. And you know I don't talk very much, so I'll mostly yeah, listen. Yeah, they call so. you Silent Calvin Coolidge. That's your name. Here's what happens. Dr. Penny Farthing and Lieutenant Cumtree, you both embrace your greatest desire and uh guess what uh oh shit it was fucking hologram it's actually a fucking oh, god damn it <laughs> fucking lag again <laughs> <laughs> professor hagenbush yours just uh, uh disappears well done been there done that he's coming gone <laughs> <laughs> the one that got away <laughs> in any event uh well here's a straight fucking combat round uh will you can go first uh, uh uh, Penny Farthing and Gumtree both facing pretty much identical creature. Oh, wait. Actually, everyone takes a sanity roll for seeing that. I'll say Will doesn't have to take Thank one. Thank Christ. Jeez. Oh, I fail mine. Fail, Felix, the, fail the shit out of Oh, strong pass. You got a pass? I fail. Strong pass, Felix, dude, lose one just... sanity. You're rattled, but you keep it together. Uh, Matt. Still uh, the highest sanity. Matt, roll brag, a 1d6 and tell me what it is. Six. Six. <laughs> Lose six sanity points. Well, how how many? You're down to 12? Yes. Uh, Y'all MF should be in soup because you're crackers. Uh, that's good for both a temporary insanity and a uh, fucking permanent insanity. Uh, Damn, it sucks. Uh, you have a bout of madness. Oh, no. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's a good one for <laughs> you. <laughs> Matt, a red... Mist descends on you. You explode in a spree of uncontrolled violence. Ah! Good for you. Uh, now you are basically an NPC, like the uh, famous memes and Harpers. Uh, uh, and you, I'll, I'll be nice and say that you just attack your antagonist here. Uh, but I will say you also come out of this with a permanent. Uh, Facilitating fear. Uh, roll a d hundred for me. Eighteen. Ballistophobia. Wonderful. Ballistophobia. You're afraid of bullets and missiles. Who isn't? What the fuck? Yeah. Everyone's afraid of bullets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. bullets! Uh, give me more of those. Give me, give, please. I'd like to jump in front of all of them. Okay. Uh, combat round. Uh, Will, you can go first. Uh, you see Professor Hackenbush, uh, terrified now in front of this. Uh, uh, by the way, the creature is like a grotesque tumor type thing. It doesn't look super powerful, but it's awful. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, you can keep it together. Uh, same thing fighting Felix. Uh, I presume you want to help uh, Dr. Penny Farthing because yeah, he, he seems, seems less yeah. able to you know, defend himself, and he's nude. He's in a bad way. Well, we're all nude, but, you know. Well, you're all nude and loving it, and you're thinking this might be the future, just being free at all times. I will, I will brawl. Pass. Fail. Four. Uh, do your uh, hand-to-hand uh, unarmed uh, brawl uh, damage. I think it's 1d3. 1d3? Okay, yeah, nah, yeah. Okay, there you go, dude. You're right. I'm sorry, Felix. Yeah, suck my fucking dick, everybody who's listening to this. Two. Felix? Uh, you just saw that the thing, the president Calvin Coolidge has become a monster. What do you want to do? You can I, I don't have, I don't have anything but brawl, like whatever. Well, I mean, that's what it is. Brawl, okay, you know, I'll roll for that. I'll roll for that. Yeah, I'll say it. Classic roll. punches that we love to see. I'll say it uh, does a fight back. All right, twenty-five on eighty. Uh, ooh, it fails. 
Uh, do your 25 is a hard success. So, yeah, it's a hard uh, pass. I don't know. What's your damage on that? Five. Now it gets a turn. Uh, it attacks you back, Felix. I'm going to go for dodge. Uh, it passes barely. Whatever it is, I passed and I rolled a fucking zero. Yeah. Matt, uh, the creature attacks you as well. Do you dodge or fight back? I'll dodge. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, what's the roll? I failed barely, but I failed. It failed as well, so you managed to dodge out of the way. Hooray! Uh, and Matt, you have a combat round now. All right, I'm going to try to fuck this guy up with my sword cane. Let's go. You don't have a sword cane because you're new you're and right, have dude. nothing. I'll fuck him up with my pathetic old man arms. Okay. Dude, flop your cock at him. I'll say it dodges. Fighting is 29. I failed. Okay. Uh, it dodges out of the way successfully. Next combat round. Will, uh, you're still fighting the one against Dr. Hackenbush. Didn't I do some uh, damage already? You did some damage already. Okay. It's still it's still a, a fucking undulating, disgusting monster. Well, I'm going to try to attack it again. All right, do it. Uh, I'm going to say it fight, fights back. Mm, I, I failed that. Take two hit points of damage. Uh, Felix, you're up now. Time to, time to punch this fucking dragon, boys. Let's go. Okay, I'll say it fights back. Pass. Ooh, that's a fail. Take three points of damage, Felix. All right. Uh, now it attacks you. Do you fight back or dodge? I'm going to try to attack it again. I like my odds. Okay. Uh, you roll the roll on your fighting brawl skills. That's a pass. 42. Fail. Uh, what's uh, roll damage? Five. Five damage altogether. Five total? All right. Uh, yeah. You wail on it so fucking hard that it's pretty much obliterated. That's what you get for pretending to be Calvin Coolidge, you cocksucker. Fuck you. Mad, uh, I'll say because you're still going through the throes of temporary insanity. Blah, 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 blah. You fight back. Yes. Uh, so roll under your fighting brawl against this awful fucking villain from the Underdark. Failed. Three hit points of damage. Dr. Hackenbush, I have a great line for when we record again. Uh, when we talk about uh, Dr. Penny Farthing being temporary insane, we're be like, yeah. He almost voted for William Jennings Bryan. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking roasted. Uh, Dr. Benny Farthing, it's your turn since you're still insane. I say you attack it. Uh, Roll your uh, brawl against its brawl. It's going to brawl back. It fails? You pass? Uh, Yes, I pass. You pass? Yes. Put a check on fighting brawl. Uh, One hit point of damage there. So, uh, Dr. Benny Farthing, you're still... Uh, fighting against a snarling, awful beast. I think it's back to the first combat round. Uh, Will and Felix, you can come help out your comrade. Happy to. Will, you're first up. You want to do some punch rating? Yep. Punch and kick. Punch. I'll say the creature dodges because it doesn't know you. Pass on dodge. Oh, that's a that's a pass, buddy. How good of a pass? That's an eight on twenty five. Uh, yeah, we'll put a check on that if you haven't already. Uh, roll damage. Uh, four. Four damage. Marvel. Felix? Four. Fucking hard pass, dude. Alright, roll the damage. Holy shit, six. I'm a fucking god. You destroy the awful creatures, you resist. Well, one of you resisted the ultimate temptation of your lives. Uh, You're now in an empty chamber. There are three thrones and a sarcophagus. What do you want to do? Crack open that sarcophagus and look at that pharaoh. Oh, bet there's some food porn in there. (laughs) Someone chefed that up. The sarcophagus pops open. Inside is a bunch of rubies. Red rubies. Glistening. Beautiful. I'd say fill our pockets. But, yeah. You know, fellas, we're going to have to fill 
the other pocket, if you know what I'm saying, to All get right. out of this one. I uh, I bite one of the rubies to see if it's real. It instantly cracks my tooth and it starts bleeding. I don't get it examined for ten years and then I die because it's the twenties. I'm gonna I'm gonna start stuffing those rubies in my Boy Scout pouch. We were naked. I oh, said, is that your asshole? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I put some in my asshole too. Uh, uh, Matt's in the bathroom. I put some rubies in his asshole. <laughs> Again, the head of Peterman appears. And he says, Come on, boys. I can't believe it. You've done it. None of my acolytes have ever been able to solve these riddles. How did you do it? Keeping a clear head. Not checking off. Clear head. Full heart. Can't betting lose. On, betting on the bobtail nag. Let's go. Let's go. Dude, spit. I love it when you spit. <laughs> do not. Do dead. <laughs> yeah, do. Oh, my God. The disembodied head says to you, kings, emperors, hopes, now take your places, your rightful places. You've unseated your fathers, and you're the new father. Take your place. It kind of like looks over to the thrones. Damn, I became my own dad. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna park, I'm gonna park my boy pouch right on that yeah. throne. Yeah, let's get on there. Mm. Let, let, let's. The three of you sit on the thrones, uh. and necklaces materialize on you inside in the the center of the white crystals, mm. big white crystal yeah. necklaces. Oh yeah. Peterman says these crystals will defend you against the forces of chaos, but only if. They're charged through your conservation of your masculine energies. And these rubies, these red rubies, will enable you to see the world as it really is. Isn't that good? You like that? That's what we got here, okay? I cannot... You understand that? I can't think of anything uh, more, more splendid than to truly see and know the world as it is. And to have... No, sort of a good number of valuable gemstones in my asshole. It's one of the most important things. Yeah, you can just you can just carry them. That's you don't. No, you know, no, no. I mean they, they, these are valuable yeah. gemstones. Okay, you you can carry your fucking precious gems. All right, buddy. Yeah. What if I? Need I, my- I wasn't in the Boy Scouts for nothing. I'm the fool. Yeah, yeah. they might. I, they might. You're you're supposed to digest them. They might. Be gross. After, uh, all right, you know what, this guy. This guy's a professor. <laughs> what the what a fuck? fucking idiot! You do you. Dude, you're stupid. Yeah, you do you. But I, I, I've done all I can to help you. It's up to you now. Wow. All right. It always has been, guys. It always has been up to me. Once yeah. again, once again, fate of the world is trusted on humble, ironic radio show hosts. Well, guys, so, uh, uh, amateur vaudevillians, because that's what politics is. Listening to a vaudeville radio program and identifying with it, with it spiritually and emotionally. That's that's what it means to do politics. And as well, getting mad about these radio programs when they see something you don't like. Well, guys, you know, I think he's right. It's like we got naked. We defeated our fathers. We almost got fooled into having a false picnic lunch with Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> we overcame it. And now we're kings. We've got assholes full of rubies. <laughs> Lieutenant Gumtree, do you still, is that still your greatest goal to have lunch with the president? 100%. Okay, cool. I've never mentioned it in any of our previous episodes until now, 
But yeah, no, that has always been the unstated motive for my character. Though I would have to say, Professor Hackenbush, you're free now of your compulsion towards your dead sister. Now I can finally, I, now I can really start living. <laughs> yo, last year was practice. <laughs> yo, 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 last, last sibling, that was practice. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm going to get a new sibling, though, and that, that's the playoffs. <laughs> yo, I'm going to bust her down. Awesome. <laughs> you awaken together in a big bed. Dawn peeks out through the tops of redwoods outside your window. You are all wearing the white crystal pendants you had on in your dream. The red rubies you pilfered from the sarcophagus are also with you. Any injuries, sanity, stat losses you suffered also continue to impact you. On the nightside table beside you are pieces of decomposing meat. Delicious. Wonderful. Two enters the room with a tray of glasses filled with a brown liquid. He looks shocked to see you. Have you done it? Have, have you sorted yourself out? We sure have. 100%. Two puts down the tray and rushes over to you. He takes one of your crystals in both hands. By the father. These came from the void? Pure, genuine void crystal. You know it. Well, the memory. Fucking, you know, my, I'm all covered in crystals. My watch, void crystal. Necklace, <laughs> void crystal. He's got drip. <laughs> drip, drip. Cufflinks, <laughs> void crystal. Oh, the memory of your conquest will not soon be forgotten, Capone boys. And your victory came not a moment too soon. Dr. Peterman passed away from the poison last night. You've been in the void for four days. We must leave now for Nevada if we are to fulfill Dr. Peterman's final wish and stop Musk's rocket. The launch is tonight. Get your things ready. And gentlemen, tidy up a bit here, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. Let's sing a song while we make this bed. You look at your bed sheets, and you've been shitting and pissing yourselves for several days now. That's All right, guys. We got to do what you do when you shit and piss on your bed sheet. Turn that sheet over. Let's go, boys. <laughs> oh, when I'm in the middle of the night, I like to leak. But when someone comes in my room and has a peek, they see brown they see brown and yellow. Oh, I'd hate to be that fellow. Let's turn over the sheet. Let's turn over the sheet. Uh it's a good opportunity as you get ready to go over what sort of inventory you have now, adding the new artifacts you've acquired. All right, I'm naked. I got plus 7 <laughs> diarrhea and I've got tons of sharp jewels up my asshole. And we have our amulets as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and we're all plugged up with rubies. <laughs> yeah, they call me the plug. Uh I I'll say that you have 18 rubies. Damn, that's like uh, half the way to 100. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say fewer. I'll roll all three, actually. Uh, 16 rubies. Okay. All right, that's manageable. I was going to say 18 is like ridiculous number <laughs> to have up your ass, but 16 is actually okay. Why are they up your ass? Well, where else are you going to put yeah, them? Yeah, we were naked in the fucking. Yeah, thing. but you're, you're back. In, in... Well, it's called, it's called the Boy Scout's Pocket. That's yeah, the first thing yeah. you. That's the first <laughs> thing you. Yeah, but you're, uh, you're back in this reality. You have, you know, clothes and bags. And there were no you're, pockets you're, in 1923 or whatever. You have a lot of people. Place sticky fingers around. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Places to carry your artifacts from another dimension. I don't know. Uh, seems like we're um, we're pretty kitted up. I think we're ready to go uh, to the desert. Yeah, this is a great loadout. You walk down the stairs to the foyer of the walled garden where Peterman's body lies in a sarcophagus, surrounded by dozens and dozens of mourning young men. Pay your respects. I press F. Press F. <laughs> <laughs> Two takes you to a Chrysler B70 just outside in the driveway. You sit in the back. He's in the front with a driver. Behind you, four acolytes pile into the truck that brought you to the Walt Garden. And you set off east towards Nevada. Um, it's going to be a while. What do you want to do? All right. I say to the driver, so how long have you been di- driving for a recently deceased uh, psychologist mystic? He starts crying, like thinking that his inspiration, his hero's leader, Dr. Peterman, has just passed away. Wounds are still raw. 
but he's still still ably driving, doing his task. Well, you get to choose your own hours, but that's nice. Um, I'd like to I'd like to talk to two. I'd like to ask two. Um, you know what? Um, what's uh, what's really going on here with uh, with Peterman? You know, we conquered the void. You know, why is Peterman so invested in, in, in this rocket? Was so invested. Well, you know, he lives on in all of us. Indeed, he does. Because I'm sure, as he told you, this Chadwick figure is the same figure that he's met many times in the void. Ah. Being of chaos. And right. And having to fulfill some sort of nefarious plot, but we don't know exactly what the plot is. My guess is the rocket will be used to open some sort of gate into the chaos void realm and, and bring the chaos dragon and sort of feminine energy into our masculine world. Folks, I think we are in danger of being bimbified. Two shivers at the thought of this. I think we should, uh, in this long car ride, actually also take some time to maybe heal our, our battered bodies yeah. and, and maybe try to regain some of the um, sanity that we've lost over the course of this investigation. Yes. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, I know it keeps me sane uh, in tough times. I'm passing out to everybody uh, trade paperback copies of Garfield. Ooh. <laughs> that should get everybody nice and sane. Awesome. Wholesome uh, fun time. Well, uh, what's Garfield, by the yeah, way? What the fuck? Yeah, uh, what the fuck? Uh, you, uh, president <laughs> John Garfield? Oh, the president yeah, oh. hates Mondays. <laughs> yeah, okay. I will say that the strength losses that you uh, suffered in the void, uh, those are permanent. But uh, Dr. Penny Farthing's medical skill can, over the course of this car ride, heal some of the wounds. Oh, that's right. I'm a doctor. Let me Felix. use some of my medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me use my medical training. It's not just about giving people goat testicles. In this year, it's so hard to become a doctor. Like, you have to be the best giving guys baths and all the other stuff the doctors <laughs> do in Dude, 1923. I don't know how you did a year of school. Yeah. That's so it was much, tough. That's so <laughs> much book learning. I learned so much, and it was, as I stress... Not just about putting goat testicles in the male scrotum, but I must say that's going to be part of it. Just so everyone knows, Matt, uh, what's your Kyle cool with that? Dude, wait, but like, I mean, I'm not going to have balls much longer if you feel me. We're all going to have <laughs> juicy ass pussies. Matt, what's your medicine skill? Seventy-one. Seventy-one. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll it on Felix? Oh, <laughs> I no! Failed. I failed it. No! <laughs> I oh, you it. gave me a bath Sorry, for nothing. <laughs> Matt. I shouldn't have given me the ether before either of you. Matt, Matt, your intervention on Felix fails, but there is a mechanic. You can push the roll, which is to re-roll it, but it raises the stakes. Uh, you have to have a justification for doing it, such as you're trying a different, more experimental treatment. And you also have to agree with me uh, on there being a downside for that. Okay. So yeah. it's, are you a gambling man? I'm, no, I'm willing to do it. I, yeah, the odds go, of Potters, me failing Potters. it again are very low. Okay, go, so dude. then what is the uh, what would the uh, additional treatment be? Perhaps well, one uh, of your... Uh, I tried to go testicles, and that seems not to have worked. Uh, well, maybe... I like to think your first intervention was just normal first aid type things, and that this would be, all right, let's break out the scalpel and, you know, let's really, well, let's really no, go nuts on it. I did give them the go testicles. That's... that's not negotiable. That's the first. <laughs> that's the first aid. You talk about first aid. First aid is to go. I testicles. think we should try a whiskey okay. enema now. Well, yeah, What's yeah, yeah. But I, I think I have a jar of of, of Caspian Sea uh, leeches. Mm, I could just slap them across their backs and just get some of that bad blood out of them. 
Oh, yeah, people are saying those are the best leeches. And should you fail the roll, how would that treatment go badly? And what would the co- negative would, consequence on Felix be? I get the goo on me. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would lose, like, a health thing? or Yeah, lose one bar of health. Yeah. Well, I think you would lose a lot of blood. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, you don't saying. need Bleach. that. Uh, I would say that uh, Felix permanently would lose five strength points. Yeah, that's oh, good. fuck you. Fine, let's do it. All Potters right, roll it out. Go. All right. Oh, I failed You're the worst roller I have ever seen I in it. my fucking life. Oh my How do you roll an 88? Oh, my God, I failed it. <laughs> That's the worst country. RNG I've ever seen. Erase your strength, subtract five from it. Oh this sucks, God. bro. You're I'm at 70 sorry. strength. It's okay. You're it's just RNG, Matt. It's RNG. Dr. Penny Farthing, not again. <laughs> I am never the- letting you give me a bath again. Hey, hey, hey. Hey there, you think you should get some new leeches? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Benny Feller, why don't you treat yourself now? Okay, I'll try. <laughs> He's going to get like a 22 on this. I failed! Oh my god! 97! Oh my god. 97. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to opt out of this medical treatment. Yeah. Well, you're at full, I can't get any worse. You're at full health, Will, so you're fine. Uh, Dr. Benny, do you want to push the roll on yourself? Do using it, the dude, same do it, do it. I'm doing it. Yeah, All right, well... I'm fucking second time's a charm. <laughs> Roll it up. As, doc- as as Professor Hagenbuch looks on in terror, you administer the same failed treatment to yourself. Pass! Pass! Woo! Pass! Big pass, 27! Hog champ! Uh, regain two hit points, Matt. Yes! So uh, that puts you at what? Five? Seven. Seven now? Good. All right. All right. I'm at seven HP, too. There are no heals in this game. It sucks. Oh, no. It's, very, it's a very punishing game. You drive east all through the morning, passing through forests, mountain valleys, gorgeous natural vistas, untainted by industry. Any contemplations, ruminations? I, I really wish there was some industry here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can really be industry. The, 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 the hostile, sort of violent, alien, starkness of nature fills me with revulsion. This should all be fucking smokestacks. Not long after noon, you're in the scrubland of northern Nevada, and then desert, utter nothingness. This is beautiful. It is mid to late afternoon. You're driving over a flat and cracked landscape. The only landmarks you see are low, dark rock formations in the distance, presumably the Black Rock Desert. There are vehicle tracks around you. Very soon, you will not be alone. And then in the far distance, you can see the outline of a tall structure still quite far away. As your vehicle gets closer, you can make out tents around it, and then a massive throng of people surrounding it. The crowd seems to be tens of thousands large, perhaps a hundred thousand, which would make it the largest city on Earth. This... I don't think that's true. Yeah, that's ...must be Holocaust, lad. The largest true. city in human that's, history. No, not even no, close. My, yeah, there are millions, my yeah, God. The city's millions no. of people in the 20s. The largest city in 1925 was New York City, which had seven, 17,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. He had the stats to back it up. Yeah, I guess I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, no, do you remember global population in 1925 was um, 500,000 people? It's amazing how much people fucked after World War II. That was a baby boom, baby. That was a real baby boom. Your vehicle slows when you reach the edge of the crowd, and you get your first look at the revelers. They're filthy, covered in mud and grime. But they aren't. I want to eat it. But they aren't hobos. These aren't ragamuffins. They seem like proper Caucasians, just freed of their natural inhibitions, cavorting most shamelessly. Unmarried young ladies doing the Charleston with shirtless lads who aren't their father. 
Oh, this makes me so pissed. I would love to give these people some inhibition. Some of them are covered in paint. Others are dressed like red Indians. Savage. The car stops. Two tells you it's too crowded. We must continue on foot. Sundown is approaching. From here, you're about two miles out from the structure in the center of this throng. It is a massive metal tower, a latticework that is conically shaped, but with a bulbous head, something like a, a hemisphere with its flat side down. Two massive support beams on either side of the tower indeed make it look like a person, the Holocaust lad. In the center of the structure is the tachyon rocket that you saw in the laboratory. There are tents and what appears to be a, a makeshift stage near the tower, but tens of thousands of revelers separate you from there. It's just like, yeah, everyone's dirty. None of these women probably got permissions from their dad to dance with these shirtless guys. This is just, this is a yikes for me, guys. I am excited to see uh, the St. Louis Blues perform a little bit later on stage D. Oh, what is their hit in this year, 1925? Uh, uh, it's A Sunny Boy by Al Jolson. Oh, that's or, a fucking bop. Or maybe Swanee by Al Jolson. That slaps. Or maybe Mammy also by Al Jolson. That's a banger, dude. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you're out of the car. What do you want to do? I think we should head straight to the rocket. Yeah, we got yeah, to yeah, yeah, gotta go to the rocket. Revelers are drinking alcohol brazenly. Out in the open. Oh my God. Many of them are imbibing that frothy white fluid from Tachyon's cafeteria. Oh, my God. This takes place during Prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you periodically pass merchants hawking overpriced jugs of water and horrible bracelets. Ooh. Oh, I don't like those. Not to my taste, taste at all. The men are shirtless. Some of them are nude. Oh boy. But, cultural degeneracy. But the women are in scandalous state of undress. Oh, word? Everywhere you turn, there are ankles exposed. No shit. Bare shoulders. Oh, fuck. Hair in the carnal down style. <laughs> this is disgusting. Wow. Uh, I'm really, I'm actually. Quite, yeah, this is awful. Uh, no, well, actually, I'm actually thrilled because thanks to the void, I was able to overcome my um, uh, incestuous obsession with my dead sister. And now I feel I'm, I'm free, I'm single. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm ready to. Just, I am ready. I'm ready to wait here I'm, until the void opens up, and then I get turned into a hot, sexy lady, and they get turned into studs, and then they all gangbang me. Yeah, these women are so lucky. I'm not a bimbo yet. I'd be so much hotter than them. You find yourself getting quite, uh, quite aroused. Your eyes dart over to the portable outhouses hundred yards from you. Perhaps uh, you have some time to take care of yourself. Well, you know, always good to, you know, do your business before you do any uh, real business. That's true. Like, I'll, like, like I always say, um, due to all the uh, morphine I've been injecting myself, I haven't actually had a bowel movement in almost three weeks now, but I think I'd like to give it a shot. It's you, always good to relieve one's carnal urges before <laughs> uh, the feast of flesh. You feel your chest get warm. Touch the amulets. Oh. Upon them, and they are warm. Oh man! Oh wait a second, they're warm. Are they getting warmer as we go in the direction of the the, the portajons? They're getting warmer the more you contemplate this back in alley. Oh, can the we? Again, <sighs> the more they heat up. Can we use? Can we use these? Doctor Doctor uh, Peterman uh, told us that the rubies would show the world for as it really is. Can we like maybe? pop one of those out of the old Boy Scout pouch and like maybe look through it or use it in some way or just check on it to, to, to sort of 
peel back this veil? Sure. You take them out. Uh, these are very small red gems. Looking through them, you, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. It's not a, not really uh, like a prism or something you would look Okay, but how do... I mean, I just... I, I was told that these would reveal something about the world around us. And uh, it just seems like they're a bunch of regular old jewels. Let's just go. I want to go to the thing. I don't have to shoot. Whatever. Let's go. Felix? Yeah, if I got a shit, it's just coming down my leg. Let's do this. And Will? Ah, fuck it. I'll go with them. Three of you make willpower rolls. Hell yeah. Hard pass. Failed. Uh, I failed as well. Here's what happens. Will, you have the willpower to sally forth, but your compatriots don't. They make a beeline for the portable outhouses, dutifully wait in line, and then go inside to take care of themselves. Hmm. Feels, you know, feels pretty good, you know. But when you emerge, Felix and Matt, your crystals, your amulets are ice cold. Oh, God. The masculine energy. That's oh, what we've been trying to preserve. It. That's what we need to use of to stop course. the rocket. Our nuts. Oh, no. How are we going to replenish our nut in the time we have? You both walk out of there in a, in a kind of daze, and you think to yourself, God, I kind of want to uh, order food from this service that uh, where a bicyclist come to your, comes to your home and provides you with grub, and then I want to just settle in and play jacks for nine hours straight. That sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Fellows, fellows, we have embarked upon this mission together. Don't let your 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 indolence and self-abuse sap your, your will. We're Capone boys. Uh, We're here for a mission. Cares. Oh, my God, dude. Wait, I, wait is, there, is there any steak around here? Can we? I need to get these guys CCs of red meat. Stat. Oh, sure. There's one of the uh, merchants selling, uh, you know, sta- uh, uh, meats, yeah, uh, go kebabs. Do, yeah, go, okay. do, go do your bullshit, dude. I'm literally missing the fucking Jacks update for this crap. <laughs> they need to have some meat to get their masculine essence back. They need, like, they need two steaks, two big porterhouse steaks. Dude, you could put this on the company silver standard. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you dine on some steaks to get your energy back up, but uh, the sun is starting to go down. Uh, people are starting to assemble by the stage, by the rocket platform, but you're getting closer. As you get closer to it, you see in that hemisphere above it, there are there are men up there, engineers tacking on laboratories, presumably, making final adjustments, things of that nature. So as you've been walking around, the women in various states of undress, the men fully nude, which is very normal for men, of course. Uh, uh, one thing you realize is that all of the, most of these men are... They have the same slack jaw, you know, that you saw from the yes. scientists and engineers, same patchy beards. Uh, these are very much so San Franciscans, people from the Bay Area. It's twilight now when you reach what can generously be called an amphitheater area. It's like uh, Shakespeare in the Park type situation, right? It's a lot of people sitting on uh, uh, picnic blankets, you know. A lot of people just being as well, uh, but they're all focused on a stage that's in front of them. They're all waiting for performance. Behind the stage, ringed around the Holocaust lad apparatus, is a basically a series of interconnected tents. Think like a, a ring of tents. Uh, they bear the Tachyon Laboratories 
logo. Presumably that's where the heavies are. Uh, they're also, there's also just a ton of armed guards all around. Let's uh, split up and investigate these tents. See what's going on inside. Yeah, let's get tent. Let's tent it up. I want to remind you that you have VIP passes. Excellent. Beyond the backstage area, there are three tents of notes. Uh, you'll each pick one of them. I'll roll dice to determine which one you each get. Uh, we'll start with Felix. Now, I want to note this: uh, you, since you're splitting up, none of you know what the others are doing. You can just disregard that. Felix, uh, you reach a tent and uh, flash your ID badge. Uh, the two guards nod and they let you in. Uh, this is your old pal Charles Lindbergh's tent. Uh, it's very nice. It's like a posh dressing room, basically. He's uh, standing on like this small pedestal being fitted into a an astro suit of some kind. It looks like one of those old-timey diving suits. Oh, so Lindbergh is going in the rocket. Yes, that was established in the first time. All right, well, maybe I forgot. <laughs> uh, We've done, like, three of these over the course of a month. <laughs> they all take seven hours and are recorded at 9 p.m. for some reason. I'm going to forget some things. The thing that you've asked me for a year to do again. I j- it's all about timing, dude. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's figure this rocket shit out. Okay. He's basically doing, like last second uh, adjustments to his spacesuit. There are two engineers from Tachyon Laboratories fitting him, taking his vitals, things of that nature. He sees you and hails you over. Ah, Lieutenant! Good to see you. Come to see me off, huh? Yeah. Before you go on that big rocket, just wanted to give you a classic hello. Uh, Come closer. I would love to come closer to you. I'm going to do it. I move my legs to come closer to my friend, Charles Lindbergh, the pilot, and soon-to-be spaceman. He waves away the two uh, Tachyon Laboratory scientists uh, to indicate... Yeah, go, have, have, go have fun with those privacy other suckers. Here. Now, have you uh, gotten to the bottom of all this? Uh, You know, I just mind my business, honestly. What? Yeah, you know, I'm not what, like, everyone in this fucking tent, they remind me of fucking pigeons just going around crumbs of bread and shit, like, won't mind their fucking business. Y'all say that I have a pro- I don't have a fucking problem. It's them. They just remind me, they fucking, they're fucking hungry. They want to get up in everyone else's shit, not me, dude. I just do my shit. Y'all want to call me the fucking drug addict? I'm not. Have you found out who sabotaged the rocket? It wouldn't surprise me if it was one of these fucking people, because they're always in somebody's fucking business <laughs> telling them... You know, like, oh, you can't go on the rocket because blah, blah, blah. Y'all need to work on your fucking selves. I'm sorry, I don't. Did you find out or not? No, I didn't even come close. I didn't even really try, though, honestly. Aren't you glad you sent Felix into this tent? (laughs) It might be easier for the three of you to crawl through each tent together. (laughs) If you want to revise your original plan. No, I think I'm getting somewhere. I think I'm getting somewhere. I'm laying a verbal trap for him. He's not your enemy. Yeah, he is. He's your only ally in in this. He's literally going in the rocket. He is part of the problem. Anyway, yeah, I like to mind my business, but I think that thought, that harlot over there, she, uh, (laughs) recycling that one, uh, we think she fucked up the rocket. Slimes? Yeah. But she's here. She's going out. She's going to perform any minute now. Yeah, people are fake as fuck. What's new? So it's this one's going to explode as well. Yeah, yeah, no, these hoes will kill you. So what did she do? I don't know. I don't know how the <laughs> fuck she did it. I don't know how rockets works. I don't know how you'd break one. But, you know, she did some fucking... She did some of that magic. 
Lieutenant, you're a dear friend of mine. I am. As you know, listening to your radio program means that I am your friend. Exactly. Exactly. You're like, actually, I'm a better friend to you than like anyone you know in your real life. So tell me now, if I should not go into that rocket. You absolutely should not. All right. Well, that settles it. We have to go see Enoch. We got to tell him. When your friend is dating a girl and she's like performing dark incantations and she's from a netherworld and she wants to kill your friend with your rocket, this is not good. You got to tell him. He strides out of that tent and you follow. Uh, we will go to Matt now. You go to the backstage area. Uh, you got an all access pass. Oh, yeah. I'm accessing everything. Uh,. Backing that access up. Okay, uh, you see uh, whatever the 20s equivalent of roadies are. The porter's moving around uh, 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 auditory devices, uh, a, a, uh, uh, an orchestra tuning up their instruments, uh, various uh, makeup and set people. It's like the backstage of a play production. Overture, down the lights. This is it, the night of nights. That one? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Sure, cool. Uh, is there anyone I can talk to or find out what's going on back here? If, sure. The procedure's uh, going to uh, be? Walter Matthau is there. He's uh, speaking to a, a young journalist. Uh, say, uh, so what's what's going to happen? What's the proce- exact procedure for this launch? Ah, glad you're here. Come backstage to see the uh, see the magic happen. Well, it's, it's, it's all scheduled down to the second. Enoch is going to come out. He's going to introduce Charles. He's going to show the people the first Astro Man. Then Charles is going to go up into the Holocaust lad, into the rocket, uh, where he will be piloting it. And then Slimes will come on, and she will perform a concert for everyone. The music that has taught people that it's okay to be uh, sad and it's okay to be a woman. And then, after her big finale, the rocket will go off into space and then land right back down a few miles away from here in the desert. Okay. Is there going to be anything loaded into the rocket besides Lindbergh? Has that yet happened yet? Is it already no, no, in no, there? No, 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 no. There are no Slavic children necessary in this rocket. We've conducted all the tests that we need. All right. Uh, unless there's somebody else who looks like they might have different information. Uh I guess that's it. There are sub areas inside this tent. Uh, in one, you see makeup, wardrobe, people coming in and out. Also heavily guarded. This area. Ah, that certainly makes it a place that I'd like to check out, but it might be difficult. Might be able to sidle in there if you're curious. If not, that's okay. Nothing's I'd necessary. Like to, for you to, I'd do. Like to peek in there if I can. Make a, you know what? Make a stealth roll. Uh, ooh, barely, barely, barely. But I, I missed it. I have a 20, and it's 28. Still a miss, but I'll say you at least snatch a glance in there, even though you don't really work up the courage to sneak in through the front. The flap that you find is too small, uh, but you see her slimes. She's sitting in a makeup chair, uh, you know, hair done up in curlers, that sort of thing. Her purple hair done up in curlers, barking orders at the various people all around her, very sycophants who are... Uh, doing up her face, things like that. Very, very much so a diva. Mm. Ugh, the worst. What do you think about her? Uh, just uh, thumbs down from me, fam. Not, 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 not a fan of Miss Miss Slimes of her music or of her temperament or of her desire to destroy Earth. Uh, 
Well, I guess I can't do anything else around there, so unless there's another spot in the tent that is separate or noteworthy, I guess I'll leave. Okay, we'll stop. We'll pause there, and we'll go to Will. Uh, now, Will. Yes. Here's the tent that you head to. You uh, walk up there, and, like, you're going to waltz in, like, oh, this is just normal for me, wearing your badge. Uh, the guards out front and say, it's off limits. I mean, I'm, I have a VIP pass. I don't know what you think I'm entitled or not entitled to, but I'm entitled to all. It says here on the badge. Who, who are you? I mean, do you know who I am? No. I do a radio show that's almost as popular as the Happiness Boys. Is Mr. Musk expecting you? Yes, of course. I just interviewed Enoch Musk for my uh, radio program, which, again, I, I stress is almost as popular as um, the General Motors Good Time Tire Hour. One of the guys goes inside. Uh, I mean, they look at each other, and one of the guys goes inside. He comes out and nods for you to come in. Uh, this is Enoch's tent. It's messy. Really messy. There's discarded food wrappers, cartons everywhere. Uh, more of those balled-up tissues that you saw in his bedroom at the Tachyon Industries lab. This hoe needs to enter the void. Uh, Enoch is, uh, his back is turned to you. He's playing hoop and stick. Hoop, stick, hoop, stick. Uh-oh, stick, hoop, uh. I uh, see, the uh, hoop got my stick. Enoch, how's it going? Oh, hey, hey, you came to hang out with me, Mr. Capone. That's super cool. You want next? Yeah, I mean, I've come to hang out with you, but also to uh, express my uh, slight reservations about this whole rocket launch and your relationship with uh, Grimes. I mean, I don't want to talk out of turn here or anything, but, you know, uh, brethren over uh, hetheren, as uh, I always say. And, uh, you know, after I got done with your interview, uh, I did wind up basically watching your girlfriend, uh, you know, in a sexual congress with another man and to be more specific, the Chadwick guy. So I'm just, I guess I'm wondering, you know, what's going on here? He looks at you with a thousand yard stare. Brief silence, and then he says, Chadwick uh, would never do something of that nature. He's, uh, he's my friend. He isn't a carnal man, and neither is Slimes, of course. She is a woman of fidelity, a woman of integrity. She gets very little pleasure from physical interactions, as far as I can tell. My sweet little wooting puddle of undistilled awesome brew, my fiance, uh, she would never. <laughs> she would never. If you want to make a harlot a housewife, uh, that's. She is not a harlot. Watch your tongue, Professor. You know, if I had three hours to take a photograph of them, you know, doing the deed, I would have. But I'm telling you here, you know, as, as your friend or as a guy who's known you for a few days, um, you know, uh, she's no good. She's bad. Bad news. Are you saying you watched them do the deed? Oh, yeah. You watched them physically. Well, I mean, what else, I mean, what else was I supposed to do? When? 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 I told you after when our interview at Tachyon Laboratories. I walked in on them. They were doing the beast with two backs. I find this all very fanciful. And frankly, I am not sure why you are trying to spread this calumny about my precious doodle pie. I'm not spreading it. If I was spreading it, I would talk about it on my radio show. I'm telling you specifically to save you embarrassment. Why would you do such a thing? These these harlots ain't loyal, dude. What do you want me to tell you? God, fucking thick. Just Jesus Christ. What about my rocket? 
I don't think the rocket launch. I don't think you should go through with the rocket it's launch. It's happening. You don't understand. This is the apex of my career. This is going to give me everything I have ever dreamed of. Unimaginable wealth. The esteem of my peers. A face-to-face meeting with God who lives in space. I will get my Xanadu. I will get my coochie. <laughs> Enoch, of, of what of those things don't you already have? You know, what can't you do, Enoch? Who do you think you are? Someone on National Barn Dance Radio? Or the National Farm and Home Hour? <laughs> he puts just, his, I'm trying to speak some real facts to you right now. He puts his hand to his temple, looks at you and says, You have it so easy, don't you? We can't all be lackadaisical sewer socialist radiola hosts. We can't all be carefree alpha males such as yourself. I mean... Being an alpha is a burden, it's true, but it's my cross to bear, and I shall bear it, sir. I'm just I'm just telling you, there's something fishy going on with this whole rocket thing, and with Grimes, and I'm just like, I'm trying to just like, have man-to-man talk with you right now, but you're just fucking, God, you're thick. The blood moon is rising. I am about to go on that stage in front of 100,000 of the most moneyed and influential men of the world, and every single one of them expects to see a fucking rocket. Do you want to look at this amulet or maybe some of the rubies I have in my ass? I mean, what can I do to... What's rubies? Your ass? What? what? Is this a fashion show now? No, I went to the void and I came back with an amulet. What okay? void? What is this void? Oh, uh, Jesus. Some kind of lacuna? No, it's space? Like more of like a you know nether realm of, uh, the, of the mind. Dr. Peterman showed it to me. Dr. Peterman, that crank... The trendy psychoanalyst for idle boyos. I think you should listen to all 370 hours of his phonograph cylinders to, to really get the, the point here. But look, we don't have that much time, sir. Stop the rocket launch. Why should I stop my rocket? Because I'm fairly certain it's uh, your girlfriend Slimes and her, you know, the guy who's cucking you, Chadwick, who's probably also some sort of like avatar of an ancient being who recurs throughout human history to, you know, prey upon weaker men and, uh, you know, at great moments in history. And I'm just fairly concerned uh, that this rocket thing is just going to, I don't know, like open a gate into the chaos realm and totally fuck the planet up. Uh, years! Years! Magnum annum have I spent on this project. Do you know how many years of failure have led me to this? My only success in this corporeal life? Of course you don't. You are a mere child compared to me. You'll come here and babble about gates and avatars and expect me to throw all that away because of your unsubstantiated... Hunch! Look, I mean, do you want to be embarrassed again? Do you want another, do you want another incident that's even worse than what happened at the World's Fair? Do you want that to happen? I personally oversaw the preparations of the rocket. Like I personally oversaw my courtship of my special sugar lick science flapper. Talking to this fucking dunce is just turning me into Lieutenant Country. And I'm just seriously now, I'm just like, whatever, dude. Do, do you. I'll I'm give not, you two. I'm trying give to interfere. Two, yeah, I'll, I'll I want to stop you from fucking your, your peanut. <laughs> Chris, this is highly unprecedented. But I will allow you to give a hint to uh, Professor Hackenbush. Oh, I see a trail of paella leading to this tent. <laughs> Psst, over here, 
Mr. Hackenbush, Mr. Hackenbush. Why, Secretio, our loyal manservant. What brings you here to the Holocaust lab? Thanks for, by the way, interrupting this god-awful conversation. I, I'm sorry. I, I knew you would wish me to stay home and uh, attend to the mansion, but I could not help through my loyalty to follow you all the way here. I just have one question for you, uh, noticing your travels. Yeah, later on me, dude. Oh, those red rubies. They look so shiny and so small and pill-sized. I would very much want to eat one of them if sir would not mind to let me eat one of the red pill-like rubies. Oh, wow. There we go. There we go, Decreccio. Decreccio in your in your simpering Portuguese half-witted I, um, I wish to eat the rubies. Stupor. I see a shiny rock. No, Decreccio, no. No, no. I wish to no, put them in no, my no, mouth. No, 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 don't, 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 don't swallow them. Okay, Please. you have earned a cage that is twenty percent larger. Oh, my my final upgrade. All right, we, Decre- got, okay. boys, we got minis. Decreccio came through at just just the moment we needed him. A hard sell on Enoch Musk, particularly while he's high on the anticipation of his greatest victory. I know what to do. The the rubies to see the world as it truly is. You have to put the rubies inside you. You have to swallow the red jewel. And right now, Enoch. He's seeing the world. He's seeing the world through the eyes of lies that society yeah, tells you. And we found out these are definitely not suppositories. Yeah, uh, he's seeing society through the eyes of the lies that society tells you about your your snuggle puss and love muffin. When really she's she's it's har, it's har, it's all harlotry. By the way, as you're uh, as you've been talking to Decrescio, Enoch got bored and has been idly looking at some Japanese walls. Enoch, Enoch, here's a look. I've got some rubies. I've got these came from, these are void rubies. They came from the void. These seem like average rubies. I can afford many cool rubies. No. Ch- watch this. Do as I do. Put one in your hand, pop it in your mouth, swallow it. You're it's, doing it. It's as a well? festival, yeah. Right. I'll do it if you do it, Enoch. Come on, man. I suppose it's a special occasion. It's it's a, it's the Holocaust lad. If we can't swallow rubies here, then where can we? Ha <laughs> ha well put. I knew you'd mellow out because you're cool, like me. Hopefully, taking this beautiful little red ruby and just swallowing it will put an end to your mad ravings about my darling Cuddlebee and all of your other crazy theories. Here's what happens. You both take the rubies. You feel different. At first, it's very imperceptible. It's a rush. Uh, First things first. We'll regain 1d10 sanity. When you take these rubies, you feel like a fellow going his own way. Eight. Eight? Yeah. Well done. What are you at now? Twenty? Yeah, twenty. You feel like you're in control of everything around you. It's very hard to explain. But nothing is perceptibly different. You just feel stronger about things. And you look out the gap between the flaps of the tent. You see a woman milling about outside the tent. And... Normally, you would think, here's a comely lass, but you look closer. She's fangs. She's claws. Like a demon. All girls now are getting straight across fangs. <laughs> this is <the> style. <laughs> Enoch, Enoch, are you seeing this? Enoch, are you seeing this? A long silence, and then. My, my creativity is returning. My sense of self-worth. My knowledge of the Orient is gone. I no longer have the urge to practice onanism. I, 
I don't need coochie. <laughs> I have been a slave to coochie, like a common Irishman this entire time, for years now. Oh, I've wasted those years. But now time starts anew. At this moment, Limburg stride marches into the tent with Felix following. Yo, Dr. Hackenbush, did you tell Enoch how to fuck his son in the void? Uh, no, but I was thinking about it. Uh, Lindbergh announces, Enoch, I'm not going in your rocket, sick bastard. Enoch says very calmly, That's swell by me, Mr. Lindbergh. My rocket is not going anywhere tonight. Woo, we did it. Here's what happens. It's dark now. Chad enters the tent, flanked by two Tachyon Industries guards. Again, the same heavily armed men that you've been familiar with this entire scenario. Chad looks at Musk and says, Yo, Mac, it's time to start the show. We are aborting the launch, old chap. Guards, detain Mr. Lawler. Chad. You guys want to detain me? That's pretty dandy, yo. Chad waves his hand, and the four Tachyon guards who are around put their rifles square on you, Musk, and Lindbergh. No! Uh-oh. Chadwick looks at Lindbergh and says, Well, you don't want to go into space? What is your boyfriend here on Earth? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding with you, pal. You're going into space. Chad nods to, to one of the guards, and he marches Lindbergh out of the tent. Lindbergh, as he's being marched out, calls back, I'll see you in hell, Lawler. And I'll see you in heaven, Capone boys. Chad leaves. A few minutes later, you hear the deafening cheer of 100,000 people. You hear the amplified voice of Chad. Hey, you want to see a rocket? That's pretty dandy that you want to see this big rocket. No, I'm just playing with you. Here's slimes. Everybody, hi. Yeah, hi. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You all know the words. Chill along with me. Orchestral music starts up. Slimes begins her concerts. Through a window in your tent, looking at the artifice, you can see Lindbergh being marched at gunpoint into an elevator and up to the top of the rocket. You are being held at gunpoint by, well, I'll be easy and say two Tachyon Laboratories guards wielding rifles. Musk whispers to you and says, She's only going to sing five songs before the Blood Moon reaches its peregrine. Then the rocket will launch. There is a kill switch at the top of the platform. If one of us can get up there in time, we can abort the launch. I suggest that someone knocks out the guards and comically steals their costume to climb up and sabotage this project. I'm going to try to do that. I mean, I'm really concerned for my friend Charles Lindbergh. I mean, if he dies, he'll never get the chance to be a father. Yeah, he wants that, so he would be the best father, too, honestly. Again, just to reiterate, you're being in, you're in bus tent, uh, which is filthy. You're being held at gunpoint by two tagging laboratory guards who are under the thrall of this lawler. Listen. You talk up, and they both point their rifles at you. All right, you don't need to do that. I know that you, have, you guys have guns. Wow. RNG means that I didn't have my gun out. It's whatever. I'm not complaining. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do a lot of time, a lot of, spend a lot of time thinking to myself. And I feel like that's the real me when I'm thinking. And I just think, you know, we're both like amazing fucking results of memetics and genes and <laughs> history and chance and we can go cuckoo banana pants we can learn amazing shit do epic shit and go fucking bonkers and then i go ah and i open my do this way gesture i'll like to try a ruse let's sneak okay i'm trying to sneak. we, we, we are gonna do a series of rolls to resolve exactly what happens first felix what's your persuade 
My persuade is 50. I'll say that their skepticism is 50 also. So we'll see if you persuade either. And I'll just I'll make it easy. We'll say it's a straight roll. Okay, okay. See, that's like a 26. 26? Okay. Uh, I'll say one of them puts his rifle down and says, I never thought of it that way. We're just made out of the stuff of stars yeah, and dude. galaxies. Yeah, and you can like... You know, you think about it, like stuff from fucking the galaxy came down and we can oh, do cuckoo wow. banana pan shit. Oh, we can read wow. the fucking cats and jammer kids. We can we oh, can Betty I can Boop. make a box kite. Yeah. And it's like I don't even care. That's just being creative. Exactly, dude. The other one, uh Stevens' grip on his rifle and says, Sit the fuck down. Will roll stealth. On stealth. Will falls directly on his face. Also, his dick's out and he crushes his dick with his entire weight of his body with that hard fail. Here's what happens. Will, you try to sneak out. The guy turns to you and says, sit the fuck back down, pointing the rifle at you. Uh, he is, you know, essentially distracted if you want to try to do something, Felix. Yeah, I'm going to oh, yeah, pop yeah, yeah. off. Get that, get that strap. Ching-ching. Get that strap. Yeah, I take out my gun. Okay, you take out your gun. Uh, you're at point blank range. You aim it at him. I'll say you get a pretty fucking clean shot right there. Roll it just to see if you malfunction. Okay, okay. Nope. That's an 11. I pretty much decapitate him. My God. 11? I am what's, such what's a your, good what's combat your, what's, your, what's your gun apostrophe S stat? 80. Yeah, man, that's a major success. <laughs> just yeah. decapitation. Just blew his head Dude, I'm so off. good at this game. You blow, uh, you blow away. Uh, the rest of you uh, manage to subdue the other guard. Uh, Will. Yeah. You're, well, by the way, your, your amulet feels very hot. It's getting hot. It's about to get hotter because after we've subdued them, we're going to bimbo-fy these guards. Oh, God, I can't. Well, one of them is going to be a headless bimbo. <laughs> Enoch, Enoch says, the kill switch. The kill switch. Oh, oh right. The kill right, switch. We have to get to the right, rocket the kill platform. Switch. I got to stop thinking about bimbofication. Uh, yeah, let's, let's make our way to the platform and try to just uh, get that kill switch. You run out of the tent. Everyone is distracted by the performance. It's utterly enchanting. This is almost as good as the bugle call blues, or yes, sir, that's my baby. <laughs> you head to the platform. Uh, okay, so at the base of it, there's an elevator leading up. And from the ground, you can see Lindbergh be forced inside the capsule at the top of the rocket at gunpoint. Very several, uh, about a, uh, uh, I forget how fucking tall this thing is. 100 feet, I think? Yeah, 100 feet above you. Rocket-sized. Right. Oh, let's get on the elevator. Okay. Oh, wait, what brand is it? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, very important. Good question. Okay, one, uh, there's a guy running the elevator. He's like a hardcore soy guy. Like, his, like, the jaw is non-existent at this point. You just see a bare lower, you know, lower set of teeth, mm. gum. Okay. okay, um, hey there, Epic Sport. We're looking to take, yeah, that's right, a trip to mother bitching space. Um, and I don't know if we'll find any space flappers up there, but, uh, yes, rest assured, I think there'll be badass feminist space babes who want the right to vote, which was granted five years before the events <laughs> of this story. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking it's a maze balls. Interesting role here. He pulls a lever. Uh, the gate on the elevator shuts. Uh, you go up. Uh, you are about three quarters of way to the top of the elevator. Uh, I'm sorry, to the top of the platform, to that, to that semi, uh, to that circular ring around the nose of the rocket. Right, the circumciser of the rocket. When, uh, when you hear the grinding of gears 
when the uh, 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 elevator car that you're in uh, starts jerking and swaying, uh, you see sparks go out, and that's when, Felix, you look down and you see one word at the bottom of the elevator. Otis. We have to bail. We have to fucking bail. The elevator gets stuck a few yards away from the top. The only way to get up from this point is by climbing. I make it, dude. Honestly, climbing with one hand would be safer than being in this death trap. Will climb? I have no choice. Matt, onward and upward. Enoch says, "Onwards and upwards, gentlemen." Uh, Shut up, asshole. (laughs) You got us into this problem. First things first. What are your climbs uh, stats? Twenty. Ooh, yeah, twenty. I shouldn't have spent all my points on guns and lying. (laughs) You grasp on to the lattice work that will bring you up to the top of the rocket. But looking down, you can see not just 100,000 people, but Slimes on stage and Chadwick at the very base of the rockets looking up at you, making a motion with his hands, his powerful, strong hands. He manifests two creatures that are actually the best way to describe these creatures is by using the words of Howard Phillips Lovecraft himself. They're flapped rhythmically, a horde of tame, trained, hybrid, winged things. Not altogether crows, not moles, nor buzzards, nor ants, nor decomposed human beings, but something I cannot and must not recall. Howard Phillips Lovecraft, the festival. Two awful, massive, bat-like creatures swoop towards the four of you. You've got to climb up there, and you've got to ward them off. I don't know. Let's have fun with it. Well, I don't have a gun, so why don't you guys shoot at these things, and I'll try to climb up and shut off the stupid doohickey. I scope up. I'm like, I'm looking down my iron sights. I'm usually just a quick scoper, but I'm actually aiming. They swoop towards you. Uh, I will say one of them attacks. Let's roll for it. That's Matt. The other attacks, Felix. You fucked up, bitch. Matt and Felix, make your climb rolls now. Failed. Yeah, I failed too. Felix, we'll start with you. One of these awful things go, comes at you with its gargantuan claws. Uh, I'll say you can make two two shots, one right now, and then it attacks, and then another shot, depending on the result Let's of, go. of their attack. Roll your gun. All right, pod champs. Uh, yeah, pass. Roll 31. damage. Seven. Uh, seven damage. You do a good amount of damage to the thing. It still comes at you. Uh, you can attempt to dodge or fight back. Uh, attempt oh, to, okay, to, yeah. attempt so to punch brawl, back. Roll brawl. Okay, okay. Uh, um, that, and, but, and that's 80, well, so or, yeah, or, roll or, on that. Okay, all right, so you fight back. Uh, roll it. Fail 33. That's a pass. Knock uh, the fuck out. You get to roll damage against it. I got a five. That's good enough to leave it incapacitated, falling off. Uh, Matt... Same deal with you. You don't have a gun, but you do have your trusty sword cane, and I'll say you've got one arm to use it with. You can fight back or dodge with your sword cane. I'll try to cut this motherfucker. Okay, roll your fighting brawl skill. Holy shit, I fucking passed. Woo! You pass, and it failed, so roll your damage against it. Fuck, two. Not bad. Terrible. Out of six, one of the lowest. Will, you've not been molested by these creatures... Make a, uh, and again, your amulet is very warm. Make a climb roll. Fail. Fail. Man, we suck at climbing, boys. We're the worst. But I'm so good at guns. It's still, uh, you're still trying to get up there, and you're still being harassed by this awful creature. Felix, I'll say you can move now. 
You can make one choice here. You can try to climb up, or you can fire at the monster that's harassing Matt. And you could potentially make two uh, shots in a round, depending on what you All right, let's go for gun again. Okay, roll it. Absolutely fucking smoke. 13. I think that's a critical pass. That's that's an extreme Roll for damage anyway. What's the max damage? 40? Hard? Or no, that's hard. Well, my, my bad. I, I read Those that are wrong. my measurements. Those are my measurements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dick's 40 inches. Oh, my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, 1D10. Well, I'll say that's a good enough shot that you plant it right between the eyes. Uh, Absolutely destroyed. Uh, looks like you're eating roast chicken tonight. Yes. Nevertheless, uh, the other two of you make those climb rolls. Somebody's got to get up there. Zero, zero, zero? Zero, zero, eight. Oh, oh no, that's no, a that's super that's hard pass. I climbed. I fucking climbed. We'll make the same roll. Fail again. Dr. Penny Farthing, uh, you're the first one to make it up to the top of the rocket area. At this point, all of the engineers have left the area. Uh, you hear from the ground the beginnings of that song, that horrible song you heard in the record store that that disrespectful uh, lost generation gentleman uh, lampooned you for listening to. Blood Moon. What, what, what are we supposed to up here? Kill switch. Kill switch. Kill switch. Kill switch. Kill switch. You hear, you hear one thing, which is Lindbergh, who is appears to be strapped into the rocket, to the to the nose of the rocket, pounding at the door of it, saying, "Let me out of here! Let me out of here!" That's fine, but I need to hit the kill switch. Hit the kill switch. Find it and press it. Here's what happens, Doctor Penny Farthing. Yes. The song reaches its crescendo. You hear a hundred thousand people singing along to that great hit by songs. Then you hear the rocket steam shooting out of it, fuel igniting. You see the switch. It's a lever not far from where you are. Hit the lever! You race down the platform. You race race down this platform. You grab onto the lever and you pull it with all your might. Oh yeah. You hear that rocket starting to launch, and then... And... All right. Yeah. It's called a wedding night. Will (laughs) and Felix, uh, you both clamber onto the platform to join your compatriot. You've managed to stop the launch of the awful rockets. Dr. Penny Farthing, even though you're the most physically enfeebled member of Capone's (laughs) Speakeasy, it was you... Who climbed the platform and pulled the lever despite it all? It's because I never, I never stopped believing in myself and in the power of goat testicles. You know, after after like removing one of my testicles and somehow gravely injuring me while giving me a bath, who would have predicted you'd have saved the day? That's why I say you always got to believe in yourself, never give up. As you're talking and celebrating and kissing, as you as you Capone boys usually do, you are unaware of the appearance. Of Chadwick Waller, who shows up on the platform a few yards away from you. This guy. Oh, boy. oh God, oh, brother. Oh no. Yo, why'd you stop the rocket? That's pretty dandy. Oh, dude, I'm gonna use his own shit back at him. Watch this, dude. That rocket looks like a straight penis. It's kind of sus. Oh, so you see a penis everywhere, huh? That's pretty sus. I'd call my friend Sigmund, but you probably blew him already. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one who's like so mad at people not like being able to shoot his fucking penis in the sky. You're the sus one. You went through this whole plot of being an interdimensional being so you can touch a penis, dude. What's up? You're the one who came up here. 
You want to do some dandy shit in other dimensions? That's cool. More flappers for me. You're literally the one. You're literally the one who wants to crawl inside the penis to make it work more. So, some more sus. That's like beyond even getting penetrated by the penis. You want to live inside of it, dude. Are you gonna fight me? Are you a popping Jay, yo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude. I'm gonna fight you. All right. Uh, he is just to set the scene here. He's wearing the neon outfit that you normally see him in. One arm, one one bicep is up, one bicep is down. <laughs> All right. Well, here's one thing his fighting style doesn't account for. I still have a few shots left in my gun. Felix, I'll say that you have your gun out and ready to take a shot. So why don't you take a shot? All right. This is the most important roll of the game. 16. What a fucking god. Roll <laughs> such a god. Roll damage. Uh, four. Damn, you hit him square in the neon pink uh, tank top. <laughs> yeah, that shirt sure isn't saying words anymore, bitch. Chadwick will take a round. Uh, I'll roll to see who he targets. That's, That's you, Felix. Yeah. Here's what he says to you. Your gains are mine now. That's us, dude. You want to take another man's gains? Roll your power. Uh, two. Two out of what? <laughs> 70. Such a god. 86 out of 50. Fortunately, that's actually a tie. You fucking kidding me? That's a tie? I beat him. It's a two out of 70. His power is 500 because he's an elder god. What the fuck, dude? Uh, I don't know. I'll be nice and say that the, that the tie goes to you. Yes, dude! Will, you can act now. Is my amulet still hot? Yeah. The amulet was supposed to protect me. Can I like hot and warm and nice, pleasant, nurturing. Almost the opposite of Chadwick. How about I take the am- amulet and stuff it down his uh, dumb Chad throat? Bold, interesting move uh, from Will. I'll say this. You run up to him clutching. You take off your amulet. You run up to him clutching it with the intention of shoving it down his throat. That's going to require a fighting maneuver. Roll that. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> he's, He gets a critical success on it. Just got your head crushed by Chad. Uh, no, you run up against him and you uh, look. He fucking knocks you on the ground and he takes your amulet, and throws it on the and throws it. Sort you know, overboard. Just, oh, like, but the, like to be clear, like touching the amulet had no effect on him whatsoever. He was like, "Ow!" But Felix, uh, you can move again. You still have your gun primed if you want to shoot again. Yeah, I want to shoot him use again. Use your amulet, dude. He's oh, like right. a fucking, okay, okay. he's a god. The gun isn't going to work. Dude. Yeah, you can't is. just keep that's the amulet. Oh, no, no. The, Satan invented guns to fight God. Read the Bible. All right, but I'll use my fucking amulet. I'll use my jewelry. Your amulet is ice cold, I want to remind you. Oh, oh, oh. Fucking hell. Okay, fine. I shoot him. Okay, roll it. One. No oh way. Yes, yeah, look, look, look. look. How? I'm a god, dude. What do you want? I don't understand how Felix can snipe in dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a god, dude. That's good enough for me. Lieutenant Cumtree, you let a bullet square in the heart of Chadwick Lawler. Here's what happens. He collapses, and his body begins to quake and swell, bursting. <laughs> Releasing a gigantic clawed monster, a chitinous black being, like a gigantic insectoid. This creature grows and grows in size, threatening the stability of the platform that you're on. 
And this Colossus rises from the split corpse and disappears in the sky. You guys have little ass dicks. Peace out. Well, out. thank God that thing will never come back. Uh, it's scared, dude. Uh, but everybody's got to make sanity roll for seeing that. Ah. Uh, uh, 27. My sanity is at 35. I'm actually, yes. wow, I rolled 27, but I'm at 20. Matt. Uh, I'm at 20. I'm at uh, 12. Oh, no. And I rolled a 90. Uh, Felix, roll one, lose 1d10 sanity. All right. Damn, I lose 7. You you lose, real Matt and Will lose 1d100 sanity. Oh, oh my God. Fuck me. Roll it out. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now we're down to the brass tacks. Come on, baby. Come on. Give me something good here. Papa needs a new brain. <laughs> <laughs> It is four weeks after the events of the Black Rock Desert. The three of you are back in the Capone Speakeasy in Red Hook. Professor Hackenbush and Dr. Pennyfarthing are sitting by the fire in their rocking chairs, vacant expressions in their eyes, just rocking back and forth, nice and easy, both staring at the same frame cross-stitching of the words, Bless this home. <laughs> you guys suck, dude. You got owned. Intended to by our loyal Bajor Domo, DiCrescio. Would you like more porridge, sirs? <laughs> Decretio, stop putting Madeira in the porridge. <laughs> it's not helping them. This is how we make it in my home country. Oh, man, I don't want to hear that again. Lieutenant Gumtree is idly playing with uh, one of the various inscrutable artifacts that his colleagues have collected. <laughs> the ping on this shit sucks. <laughs> Getting fucking Jack's jump. There is a, uh, you heard the doorbell ring. Well, Felix, you hear the doorbell Yeah, no, ring. they're just hearing, like, they're just hearing their own voices in their head telling them to eat doo-doo. DiCrescio comes in the room and says, Uh, Lieutenant Comtry, there is a delivery Irishman at the door. All right. Well, not the Irishman part, but the delivery part. The delivery's rather large, so Lieutenant Comtry has to go outside. All right. I, 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 my small, swarthy frame cannot carry it myself. All right, let's go. Let's go get this. There's a gigantic box outside. It's the size of an elephant. Is this the elephant I ordered? You don't hear any elephant noises, so unless it's dead, it's not the elephant. This is the dead elephant I ordered? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, could you open that, Decreccio? My back hurts. I only slept 17 hours. Oh, no. It is so large. I can shoot the locks off it. Decreccio opens it. It's a gigantic piece of machinery. Poggers, dude. I'm about to be a Projax player. It is 15 feet high and 10 feet wide and 50 feet long. A gigantic mass of gears and turbines, pistons, and crankshafts. It comes with a brief instruction on how to turn it on if you want to tell your man to do so. Yeah, turn this shit on, dude. I I work the levers. Hmm. Degrecio works the levers, and uh, this awful thing makes an ungodly noise, belches out black smoke. And that's when you walk around to the other side and you see in one part of it is the facsimile of a beautiful nude woman. No shit, I fucked her. There is a message taped to it. May I read the message? Capone, boys, it's me, Enoch Musk. I want to thank you for saving me from my greatest antagonist, myself. 
truly uh, the recent events we shared were a disastrous, humiliating failure, but in that, a great, shining success. As you may have heard, I was fined an unprecedented sum by the Department of the Interior, almost $1,000, but the lessons I've learned uh, have been worth far more than that. Things have never been more prosperous at Tachyon Industries since you rid me of that cad, Lawler, and since I severed my relationship with that vacuous slam pig, Slimes. I have scrapped the rocket. Mankind, non-Semitic mankind at least, will never go into space. This is certain. We are now focused on more practical innovations. As a token of my gratitude, I give you this. A review copy of my latest invention, the Copulation Difference Engine. Please enjoy. Sincerely, Enoch Musk, industrialist, going his own way. Dude, oh man, I wish you guys weren't permanently insane or else you could fuck this machine with me. Decreccio. You ready for a half day, dude? My pants are already off. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Let's do this Lisbon style. Let's go. What? what? Dude, you're permanently insane. You can't correct me anymore. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Felix, regain 1d20 sanity for saving yes. the world from this horror. 14. Good. Regain 14 sanity. That's where Lieutenant Felix Cumtree is. We'll do skill rolls. In between now and the next time we visit, Camp Town ladies sing that song, Duda, Duda. Camp Town race track go by miles long. Go to Duda. Yes. Guana run all night. Guana run all day. Bet my money on the bobtail neck. Somebody bet on the bay. Somebody bet on the bay. Hi, everybody. Steven, little brick guy, want a big fat man to song, yeah.